Yeah, we got the got the zombie dust. Shout out Chris. Yeah, courtesy the, of Chris for the <laughs> for the pale ale. Yeah. This has been like sitting in my fridge for a good month. It's a it's you know, it's one of those beers that you have like it's like the, the garage fridge beers. Like, you know, the garage fridge just yeah, becomes like yeah. a random collection of like alcohol people leave places. It's a garage for my beer. dad's a king of that i always just have a bunch of elk just in the fridge oh my god yeah we have a we have a basement fridge <laughs> there's like all these different <laughs> it's varieties so scary just, yeah there's this one i didn't know that was like a standardized thing I, it might just be a dad thing yeah. i'm thinking i'm thinking it might just be a dad thing my dad there's this brewery like right outside of boston that my dad really likes and he'll literally go and he'll like i swear to god he'll drop like 250 dollars on beer at a time because he goes like once a month and it, it's obscene. It's literally obscene. Just, just like to, to, to see how much like I'll like seal like the cardboard in our recycling, and I'm like, oh no. He I went, met him. I, I was like, oh I no, he him. went to Treehouse today. Like <laughs> <laughs> you can just tell. Like it's totally. Oh obvious. yeah. Oh, it's so obvious. They just like love doing that. I feel like. Yeah, so. and they're always shitty IPAs. Yeah. I don't want to drink. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is beer for a fifty year old man. Like, you want to try this? You're like, no. I'm like, no, I'm good. Does he even ask you anymore? He's probably just like, <laughs> no, he's she got, doesn't want to try it. <laughs> it's gotten to the point where my dad's like whatever and then my mom's like i'm going to the liquor store what do you want kind of thing yeah, yeah. um there's like these local ones they're called loyal lemonades they're crazy they're like nine percent like ipa no no they're like vodka lemonades in okay. a can um and they're like nine percent and they're kind of expensive but they're really tasty that and sounds amazing. they will yeah. like they like put me on my ass like they're so good very uh very new englandy thing but for sure oh yeah welcome back to another episode of Flying Intuition, ladies and gentlemen. We got uh, episode 14, I believe. It's a lot of episodes. We're getting up there. You know? I know. It's crazy. Yeah. We got special guest Sarah Pelletier on. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> Fellow uh, Rhode Island native fellow you're from wisconsin what are you talking about i guess not fellow yeah rhode island native though i like to say put some yeah put some respect on rhode island one of these times at a party i want to just say i'm like from like one of my friends shout out adam i don't know if you remember adam I, yeah but we like tricked morgan into thinking that he was from the keys oh my god she's so gullible so funny sorry yeah. morgan so one of these times i'm gonna go to a party and just be like this is my fellow rhode island friend sarah Okay, well, I don't... Like, I'm from Rhode Island, so, like, I'm in Wisconsin. Like, that's foreign and cool. But sometimes I'm like, I'm just gonna, like, go to a party. Especially if I'm like, I'm never gonna see these people again. I'll just, like... Yeah, my name is Megan. I'm from Virginia. It has only bit me in the ass one time. Did they catch you? Did someone... Like, like kind of. Um, It was a Nantes birthday, and I was going for a walk around the block like with... Like, this year? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Really? It was a Nantes yeah. birthday. Um, and we were obviously at, like, the house on Lathrop... And me and Grant were like, let's go for a spin around the block because we all took like caffeine pills for whatever oh reason before that. So we were all You're like wired. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we saw these like people coming in and out of this house and we we're like, let's go in there. Like, let's go see what's up. So I went in there and I was like telling everyone, I was like, yeah, I'm Megan. I'm a psych major from Virginia. Obviously, I'm not Megan, a psych major from Virginia. And Grant is like striking up a conversation with some guy and he's like, yeah, I'm a civil engineer. And I was like, oh no, this is gonna... And he's like, I had already introduced myself as Megan at this point. And Grant was like talking to him. Grant's like a friend of mine from classes right. and just for just for everyone listening. Um, and he's like talking to this guy. He's like, yeah, I'm in like, uh, like materials for constructed facilities. Turns out he sits in our like row oh. in that class. That is the only time it has ever like come back and bit me a little bit. But 
It's still kind of fun. Kind of backfired a little. Yeah, yeah that's the only time it's ever backfired like that bad. And he yeah. like I he saw me in E Hall like the weekend after and was like, "Oh hey Megan," I was like, "Oh no." <laughs> like, He'll find out eventually. It'll be fine. <laughs> Did you just run with it? Were you just like? Hey. Yeah, I didn't know what else to do. <laughs> I was just like drunk and I thought giving That's someone so a fake bad. name was a good idea. <laughs> so you actually see him again and you're like, do oh. I want him to call me Megan? <laughs> I, I have to see him every Monday and Wednesday. Oh, like, <laughs> Yeah, just if I'm feeling a little extra devious, I'll throw that in there. What's this poor man's name? Maybe you'll listen and it'll be like, oh, it's Sarah. Ryan Newman, if you're out there, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm lying to you. It's not Megan. It's, it's not it's Megan. <laughs> Yeah, at least he wasn't, like, in my lab or anything. Yeah. But, uh, how was your day? Oh. Yeah, the, the last day of school for you today, right? Last day of school, probably the hardest final I've taken. Not the hardest. The most, like, labor-intensive. Yeah, it's, like, yeah. one of my worst classes. And the final was worth, like, 35% of my grade. Oh, my god. So, I was just, like, I mean, my last final, the final I had before this ended at, like, 10 o'clock on Wednesday. So I basically, I took a couple hours break, was in E-Hall at like 2 p.m. on Wednesday, or in College Library, um, at like 2, 3 p.m. on Wednesday, studied until 11, was in E-Hall for like Good almost God. 13 hours yesterday, studying, was in E-Hall at like 8 this morning. So did you look at this stuff a little bit before that second to last exam? Or did you just like no. start reviewing it like... I had my... You just, you were probably busy for other finals? Yeah. Or? My first two exams were like back to back, quote unquote. My first final ended at like 5 like five or so on tuesday and then i had the my final on wednesday was like at 7 45 in the morning so i basically was like you know what i'll have a day and a half to like really go at structures yeah um and like get all that done but eh, it worked out okay i think it was fine i got answers for everything most of my stuff made sense so i always get partial credit it was like three you said it was like three questions right it was like three questions <laughs> for a two-hour exam three questions for a two-hour exam that's so bad the first question took me probably 15 minutes the second question took me like 25 and then the third question took me like an hour and 20 plus <laughs> well it's because i messed up i like i messed up and i was like oh man my rotation shouldn't like basically i was trying to like calculate this there was this beam and i was trying to calculate the rotation of part of it over one of its supports and i was getting that the rotation would have like spun around the support like 400 times oh god i was like no it's probably not like <laughs> four 480 radians yeah. like that's not right so i had to fix it and then it was fine <laughs> and then i was and then it made sense it worked out yeah it worked out all right at the end that's what matters but now you're done. You made now it through finals done. week. Too. I know. I'm so excited. This has, like, probably been the cap of, like, my most, like, I wouldn't say worst. I would say it's probably just been the cap on, like, my most intense and, like, rigorous, like, academic, social, like, personal year I've I'd had agree. in a really long time. I, I would say for most people, I feel like junior year is the most... I'm looking at senior year, and at least for me, like, my classes aren't going to be crazy yeah i like i mean with school and I'm, like junior classes for i was doing all of like my basic like civil engineering requirements so like all these like notoriously like pretty intense classes like not that the material is like incredibly difficult but like the workload is so so is like, it's such a crazy workload like first semester i was in this like soil mechanics class and i'd submit a lab report probably every two and a half weeks and they would regularly be over like 25 pages like, that was just what we were working with, and, like, canoe, and then also, like, being a bartender on the side. Like, that was all just, like, it was a lot. It yeah. was, this was definitely one of the most intense years. I think it was the most intense year I've ever, like, done academically in yeah. a really, really long time. 
if not the most. I mean, I, I like to ask people this. Like, would you prefer, like, a semester like that or a more, like, chill semester but maybe isn't as jam-packed and you have a lot, like, a free time just to, like... I don't know. I look back on these, like, jam-packed semesters and it's, like, I still found myself, like, it was... I was able to make it work, you know? Mm-hmm. And, I like, I look back and... I like I felt like I gained a lot more from that challenge than would be from like a you know like a 12 credit semester oh, you know like yeah 100% and honestly like <laughs> this is like sounds like such an ego play I don't know if I've ever had like a not jam-packed semester I have been in at least I remember even freshman year yeah, yeah. you were you were crying I mean first semester <laughs> I think first semester freshman year was like the easiest semester and then I got put on a sub project for canoe second semester and, you know, things were cooking along. Like, we were doing fine. We were, like, on our timeline. And then our first, like, go-around broke. And we basically had to, like, triple time making this, like, little cross-section of the boat. And it was so brutal. And, like, granted, I was in, like, I think I was in, like, 15 credits second semester of freshman year. But I would spend, like, upwards of, like, 40 hours a week doing canoe stuff. That's insane. Because we were just, like, trying to, like, get this thing done in time for regionals. Like, just to give you an idea, like, we usually start the project in, like, the beginning of February. And we did. We, like, started our first one in the beginning of February. The second week, or it had to been, like, the first week of March, it broke. Jeez. So we, we lost, and regionals, which is the competition we were, like, going for, is, like, our, that was our hard deadline. That's the first week of April. So you got like a month. To get we basically started. had a month to do like eight weeks worth of work, right. and it was a, it was such a scramble. It was so stressful. I mean, I'm sure you know. Like I fit, basically fell off oh, the face yeah. of the earth second semester. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you know, I mean, that's that's always how canoe goes, though. Yeah. Like that's it's a, such a such a canoe thing for whatever yeah. you expect to take. I don't know. You expect to take two weeks is going to take three and a half. Like that's just how it goes. But. I like I like that club though because like that like what you just said where it's like you think it'll take two weeks and ends up taking like three and a half like oh yeah that's like real world stuff like I feel like that happened like even like surface level like everyone knows from construction projects like oh this should be done like summer of 2022 and then you come back like in the winter and it's like still like halfway done they're like, still going know, at like, it they just run into issues and you know that I mean that's just yeah. how it goes it's I mean, that's such a huge part of, like, civil engineering, too, is construction project management. Like, there's three tracks you can take in civil, and it's just, like, regular civil engineering. And then it, this isn't really a thing anymore, but, like, at least for, for like, my for like our year, um, civil engineering with a focus in environmental engineering. And then there's civil engineering with a focus in construction management. Like, that's, like, a whole thing here. That's a whole separate major. That's very – that's interesting. I mean, I – I canoe is construction project management like that's literally what it is at its core is like you do a full construction project and you have a timeline and I have like people I have to control or like not really control but like I have a people I have people who I have to direct I have smaller groups I have to oversee I have like a budget to manage a schedule to manage I have people like outside of my project I need to deal with whether that be like in the university or like my suppliers like it's super legit it's yeah. super legit, like, real-world experience. It sounds, yeah. If it wasn't in a university setting, it's basically, like, I swear to God, that's why I got both my jobs. Like, the job that, like, my co-op that I'm getting into in, like, a month and my internship last summer, I got it because of Canoe. Like, they... they like, maybe they don't know, but you can, like, explain it to them, like, what, oh, yeah. what it entails. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I'm a co-chair for Concrete Canoe. I was responsible for, like, this, this, and this. And they're like, oh, so you project manage it. And, I was and like, a lot of people, yeah. I mean, you're basically, oh God, like... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, been... Just an amateur engineer, just trying to, like, direct people, kind of, you know? Like, yeah, I mean, this is, like, I feel like this whole sentence is just very engineering jargony. 
there's this intro like mechanics of materials class that basically just like teaches you like how materials behave like how does wood behave when you like push it together when you like pull it apart and like how does concrete behave how does steel behave things of that nature okay i hadn't even taken that class there's this property of materials called like called like a young's modulus i didn't even know what that was and i was like sitting down with one of my friends who's a grad student now um he was a grad student at the time like he sat me down and taught me before i'd even like stepped in foot of like mechanicals mechanics of materials lecture he sat me down and taught me all of mechanics concrete structures one and concrete structures two so i could like do the structural analysis on the boat that's crazy it was nuts so then you get into these classes and you're feeling oh yeah i'm like i've I've seen this before like i know what's going on that's that's pretty sweet yeah it was it's cool but like the co-chairing isn't meant for like sophomore juniors co-chairing is meant for like seniors and fifth years so i mean i had to step up and the kids that are taking over for me they have to step up and they're they're the best i like just adore them they're gonna build a better boat than i could that's for that's for sure like i have all faith that they'll make sure that the club exists and that's probably the only thing i could like ask out of any of it is making sure like I mean, I've, I can't say that. I can't take full credit for it. Like, my, my other co-chair this year, Alex Walgren, he's a, he's a fifth year in civil. He's graduating tomorrow. But he, he helped me out a ton. And, like, my other co-chairs last year. But, like, I've been, I've been there for two years. I've been basically, like, dragging this club, like, by the back of its collar through the mud. Just to give you an idea, like, our usual, like, executive board is nine people. We had six executives this year and no team members. Jeez. And now we have, like, we had all six of us this year, and we had, like, a reliable group of, like, 10, 12 kids that would come in. We have a full exec board from next year, as well as, like, four or five people who don't, like, come super consistently, but they're still involved. Like, it, it literally is, like, it fills my heart, like, yeah. so deeply just That's to see, to like, I've put, like, I mean, you guys have seen it. Like, I put, like, blood, sweat, and tears into this club. Yeah, for sure. And seeing it succeed is, like, the only thing I could have asked for yeah. coming out of this. And so, like, the general premise is just, like... It's the start of the year, like, every year it's just, like, the club's job to, like, build, like, a canoe out of concrete, right? And then, yeah. like, it's judged at the end of the year, like you said, like, regionals and nationals. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's judged on, like, a number of things, right? Yeah, your score's kind of split, so um, there's these things called sub-projects, like, freshman year, that's why it kind of disappeared. The most labor-intensive one is, like, cross-section. You basically just, like, show your construction process on, like, the six-foot model of, like, the boat. So it's, like, a mini model. Okay. Yeah, or you basically... It's kind of like if you cut the tip off of the boat. If you cut, like, the first six feet of the boat off and, like, started peeling back the layers. That's kind of what it looks like. Um, I think is the best way I could describe it. And then there's also stands. The canoe has to, like, sit on something when you take it to competition. And then display, which is where you show off, like, the paper that you write. So, like... I've written two papers that have like been like fifty pages long. When, what do you, what do you usually like write them about? Like what you just write about like your process, like the methods that mm-hmm. went into it. Okay. Yeah, exactly that. You write about like your notable members, um, the actual like your. I think it's called like your technical, like technical design, and it's literally just like how you actually built the boat, what you did to like make your concrete mix, how you performed your structural analysis, how you like determined your hull design, things of that nature. And then there's another section, which is more of, like, project management. And it's, like, I think it's called, like, scope, schedule, and fee. You basically talk about, like, how you manage your budget, how you manage your schedule, how you manage your team. Um, and there's, like, a sustainability, co- like, component of it. Like, all of that goes there's into just the... just a lot of pieces. Yeah, all that goes into the paper. Um, and you write that, and you write an enhanced focus report, which is, like, one area area you went super in-depth on. Um, and you write, like, a oh, thousand words about that. 
Um, you show that off, you show off all your components of your mix, and it's usually like on theme with your boat. So this year our theme was Harry Houdini. So we had them all in like crates as like an ode to like his like crate trick. Um, and yeah, they basically, they come around and they judge your presentation, which is like how your, your final product, which is how your boat actually looks and like how your display and your stands look. And then you have your sub project. So we put like younger members on like cross section display and stands. Like I don't do that. Like other kids do that. Um, and it's a really good way to get younger members involved and like kind of like rope them, not rope them in, but like prepare them for, prepare them for taking over like my role basically. Um, and it's a really, yeah, it's a good idea. Like who's going to, who's going to naturally take on a leadership position who is going to like put in the work to do this outside of like lab times that are designated things of that nature. Instead um, of just going from a team member to straight, like, designing the whole company. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, and that's, and that's exactly it. So that's a, it's a really good, like, progression if we, like, kids will, like, say, like, what they're interested in. And then it's kind of fun because, like, the co-chairs get to play God a little bit and, like, put people, like, where they think they'd be good. And, like, we're like, okay, like, cross-section, which I didn't know this when I got put on cross-section, but cross-section is, like, a litmus test, basically, for, like, could they be a co-chair? <laughs> like, it, it, no, it totally, and it totally is. And, yeah. like... We, there were three kids on cross-section this year and two of them are co-chairs so that's like a huge part of it um and then actually like and then as far as like going back to like the score thing uh technical proposal which is the paper that we write or, or we, we give a five minute oral presentation and do a 10 minute q a and then we race we race it and that like that comprises our score so it's a there's a lot of moving parts to it um and it's a lot to stay on top of yeah. for sure but so like what i guess my main question, because I've, like, talked to you briefly about this, but I've never really, like, won in depth. Mm-hmm. Like, just, like, a general overview. Like, you don't have to go into, like, the nitty-gritty details. You can if you want, but just, like, like the general steps you take to get to this, you know, March, April. Like, you get here in September. Like, especially, I know senior year, you're kind of stepping back a little bit from the club. But, like, yeah. these past two years, like, you get here in September – I mean, you have the old boat, but you're you're like destroying that, right? And you're just you kind of just start from scratch, right? Like, how yeah. do you, like, I guess, like, what are what are the engineering steps or just like the steps in general that like you start like? There's nothing in front of you. Like, what right, do you, what right, do you right, do right. to get to the final product? You know. So UW Madison specifically is like just to kind of give like a basis for what we go on every year. UW Madison yeah. is like notorious for being like the school to beat. Like, we have historically been the school to be... For Concrete Canoe. For Concrete okay, Canoe. We have, I never knew that. That's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, like, I don't... This sounds so bad saying it, but, like, my co-chair years have been the first years we haven't gone to nationals in probably 15 years. Um, and that is mostly because I got thrown into it as a sophomore. I didn't know well, anything. Well, and attendance, like I, you like, said, attendance was way right, down Right, contending with COVID and, year and all that stuff yeah. and, like, basically just trying to, like, make sure we had team and, like, talk, going to regionals and talking to these other teams. It sounded like they had trouble with recruitment while, like, they didn't have issues with retainment and we were the exact opposite. Like, yeah. we couldn't keep kids around, but we had kids coming. So, like, the problem with that was, like, we didn't have that, like, transfer of knowledge there. So, like, I have been... I've been the bank of knowledge for the club for the most part, which is kind of scary to think about. But basically you come in in September or, I mean, it really even starts before September, like August. I think in August I told Jess, Jess was our, um, Jess, like Jess Parmenter. Um, she was our whole design lead. And I told her in August, I was like, Hey, like, obviously there's this big thing called the request for proposals or the RFP. I'll probably just refer to it as that. Um, the RFP drops usually like the week after labor day 
and that dictates basically everything we do for the rest of the year it has all of our rules for like how what the boat can like look like like shape wise like how long it can be how wide it can be etc cetera, etc cetera. like what our mix design actually has to be composed of um i'm trying to think of some other stuff like i think this was for covid year they gave us more of like a challenge where it was like we had to we could we could only use one concrete mix instead of two um I was going to say, so do they change the specs? Yeah, every year? every year it changes. So this year our big thing was that the over 50% of the boat had to be RCAs, which is recycled concrete aggregates, without like really getting into like the nitty gritty of like what aggregates are. Concrete's made of two things. It's made of cement and it's made of rocks, which we call aggregates. Um, and basically instead of using like new aggregates, like buying new ones, we had to like find a way to get recycled ones, whether it was like recycled from somewhere else or like we recycled them ourselves, which that was like a whole thing we did this year, which is we broke down a full boat by hand. Like we'd literally take like little squares of it, like two by two squares of it and like hammer it down to the size we (laughs) wanted. So just to get the recycle component. Right. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And that was a super cool program that we started. And like, I'm so glad we got to set the stage for that because that's a really cool thing we can do looking, looking to the future. Um, anyways, but like before this art, um, this RFP drops, I'd like, I told the whole design, I was like, Hey, start thinking about what you want this boat to be shaped. Like, obviously you might have to make some adjustments, but like get a good shape idea. And like, we haven't gotten to paddle for years, basically. So I was like, look at, look at like some, like some of our national winners, maybe like see what they did. Um, what we could potentially incorporate because our, I think our whole design was like somewhere we could really improve. Um, and then I told them, I told Jess that she got going on it. And then I sat down with Alex, who was my other co-chair and him and I made a budget and we made a schedule and we started talking about like recruiting efforts and like, cause it was, it was really up to him and I to just completely like make a club again. Right. Like we had no one, we had the executive members and we didn't even have a full executive board. So it was really up to me and Alex to like just totally like revamp this club and make it a club again. Like yeah, make sure it was, gonna, it, make sure it would exist. Are you going to let it go to shambles? Or right. Gonna, like... I like, I, I don't think I could like live with myself if I let it go to yeah. shambles. Um, so, you know, sit down, talk about recruiting stuff. E-bash rolls around. That's usually before the RFP gets dropped. You know, we get, we get new people on the email list. We get old people coming back. We have like a lab or two, like it's, we call it like a toothpick holder, but we make shot glasses out of concrete. Um, so like, that's usually the first lab is like, get kids like seeing how you actually make a mix and then they get to make something fun. They get to make a shot glass that they get to take home at the end of the day. Yeah. So like, that's cool. That is. Um, so that happens RFP drops and we just like hit the ground running. First thing we do, um, we make sure our whole design is within those specs and then we take cross sections they are usually about a foot apart and we make like these big wooden cutouts of them. And then with that, we make our wooden prototype. We cut, we like put those on this thing called like a strong back, which is just a big plank of wood basically. And we like bolt those all into place. And then we take plywood and we cut it into half inch and quarter inch strips. Okay. And then we nail them into these, um, we nail them into these ribs, which are like essentially just make the shape of our boat and then finish that up. You know, we get all of our like strips going once that's done, we bondo any spots, like literally just like like how you feel in car scratches with like bondo. Right. Um, we take that stuff and we basically like if there's any dips, because plywood's not perfect. Plywood can be warped and things of that nature. Um, fix any strips, make sure it's like nice and smooth. Fiberglass it, resin it, put like 1,100 pounds of plaster on it to make our actual mold. And then we prep our plaster mold. Sand it down anywhere it needs to be sanded down. Make sure it's not cracking. Place our inlays, which is basically how we get the design we want. Concrete goes in that, and we spend the entirety. That that's all for a semester. I was gonna say, um, so that's like the kind of the skeleton of 
yeah what it's gonna be yeah and so we do the plaster mold and the wooden mold are more of like a commitment to sustainability thing so when the wooden mold comes out it just has the fiberglass on the outside but you can finish the inside you can like sand it down put another layer of fiberglass on it and then you can use that boat to like practice paddling so you'll know like with this shape of the boat how the boat's going to behave so we didn't really do that this year was like we really were just kind of like scrambling trying to get stuff done um but like we got in the boat and we didn't know that like it was really hard to turn like it was really really hard to turn um it was super super fast like this thing was speedy um but it was really difficult to turn how long was it 19 and a half feet holy okay i know it's big it's like a whole it's a whole boat yeah um so basically concrete gets placed concrete cures for a month 28 days and then we take it out we chip off the plaster mold using hammers and chisels and then we like just go to we basically sand for like three months straight um to you know finish finish the boat make it make it look smooth and make it look pretty dang and then we drive it down to competition yeah where is regionals does it shift regionals changes every year so you kind of like within um asce which is the american society for civil engineers uh there's different regions and like our region is the western great lakes so we are with schools from like minnesota other illinois schools I think some Iowa schools and like some other Wisconsin schools. Um, oh, one of the I think the Dakotas were there, and there was like a school from Canada there too. Um, when we went, and yeah, that's basically it. And then we drive down to like somewhere in that region. So this year it was at UIUC or Illinois Urbana-Champaign. Next year it's going to be at the University of Minnesota Duluth. So it, it rotates every year. Has um, it? So it, it comes to Wisconsin eventually. So get this, freshman year we were supposed to host regionals no. and, and and nationals. No way. Yeah, and then we so got that's, sent home. That, I mean that like that like never happened. Like when's the next time that's ever going to happen? I have literally no idea, and I feel so bad because I was like all like a bunch of my friends from ASCE oh put like their blood, sweat, and tears gosh. into like getting all of these like venues and so stuff like that. Would you have like raised that. it on like Mendota, like? Oh, it would have been, been so, so cool. cool. It would have been so cool. No way. Yeah, yeah. So like that's that's the year where you gotta go like crazy. Because if you went home turf, I mean that's that's sweet. You know? Yeah. And oh, God, it sucks so bad because that that boat our freshman year it was so pretty. Yeah. It's and it still is so pretty. It's sitting like unfinished. You still have it. It's sitting unfinished in lab, and we're we're in the process of like water sealing it right now. And by in the process, I mean it's really slow going. And we need to like kind of like scrape up some people to flip it so we can water seal the outside. But nevertheless, that was going to be a really good boat, um, and it really sucked that we couldn't like see it go. But you know, we we spent so much time without a boat, having an actual boat this year, and like seeing it in the water was so cool. Yeah. And then I kind of messed up the registration, so the only girls that could paddle were me and Jess. <laughs> so- Instead of like. <laughs> Like, how many people can you fit in there? Four. Like, yeah, so yeah. we're done a couple more then. Well, so how the races work is it's uh, women's women's slalom and then women's sprint and then men's slalom and men's sprint and then there's a co-ed sprint. So there's five races that we do in total. And for the women's and men's races, it's only two people in the boat. And then for co-ed, it's four. Okay. So that's like, that's just kind of how that works. But um, yeah, it was super cool. I, like I said, I didn't think it was going to float. And then, like, when we, we swamped it, and, like, I saw, I was, like, I mean, we pull up to this thing. We left the hotel at, like, 5.15 in the morning. Right. We pull up, and then we're starting unloading the boat. Everything's down by the water, just, like, waiting for us to bring the boat out and put it on the stands. And I, like, this thing is called the coffin. It's this big plywood box, and it has all this foam in it to keep the boat from cracking, which is ironic because we pull the first, like, I we hit a couple of pretty tough bumps on the way down, 
and I asked them, I had to go to a captain's meeting. I was like, can you guys really please just like lift the lid up and like make sure like nothing is like super damaged in there um, just for like my peace of mind. So I'm not like freaking out about it. And they're like, yeah, yeah, we looked, it looks great. They did look, I don't want to, I don't want to throw them under right, the bus, right. but we get to competition the next day. We start taking like the lids off of the coffin and I'm looking, I'm like, oh, it looks so good. Like my finish looks so pretty. She's gonna look really good in the light. And then I see this like massive crack Ooh. and I literally like my stomach, like I, like, I mean, I said this earlier, I thought I was going to puke. I literally thought I, I mean, was, you've, you've worked like a year. I literally thought I was going to like throw yeah. up and cry. I was like, I was like, I need everyone out of the trailer right now. Gabby and Jess are the only people that can be in this trailer right now, just for the sanity part. Um, and then Gabby, cause she was like the co-chair before I was a co-chair. So I was like, she might have some words of wisdom for me. And then I'm like, she's like, she's like, it's just one. Like, it's fine. It's just one. Like, you'll be fine. It's okay. Like it happens. Um, I was like, okay, okay, like, fine. Like, I'd never been to a competition. I didn't know that, like, it's not super uncommon for boats to crack in transportation. Yeah. Um, we take the second one off. There's, like, two more giant cracks. So I'm freaking out, naturally. Um, and I'm like, we're literally, gonna, I was like, maybe, I was like, even if it, if it, if it even floats, we're going to put water in the same, it's going to break in half. I was like, we're so screwed. Like, this is going to be bad. Yeah. And, you know, I get my, get my stupid little waders and get out there and start sh- putting like five gallon buckets of water in it and this thing just like won't sink it's it was literally like the unsinkable boat like, like Titan- how many do you put in like, like titanic move aside the, i mean mind you this is like a 19 foot boat and at its widest point it's probably about as wide as this table is so we're just like we're literally just like scooping water and like putting it into this like boat trying to get it to sink um and it just won't sink and i'm like ecstatic obviously um and then i was talking to jess because jess and i obviously like, jess and i knew we had to paddle and i was like the actual motion of us like paddling this boat is gonna break it. Cracks yeah. didn't move. Like it was just so crazy. I was like, "That's yeah, that's cool that it worked out the way it did." Honestly, it was it was probably the best like cap off to like my two years as a coach hair that I could have asked for. Um, it was so cool. You got some drama right at the end. I know it was it was like <laughs> it so out. detrimental to my mental health for about two hours, and then it was fine. <laughs> Um, yeah, and then we did really well in, like, the paper we, the, we won, um, for the paper that we submitted, and, like, we got second in, in, like, the oral presentation we had to give, so it's a really good weekend. Yeah. It's basically become, like, all my, my, my personality for the past two years. It's like, oh, she's a concrete girl. I'm like, yeah. (laughs) I mean, that club is, like, your kid at this point. No, it it totally is. The way you talk about it, you're so fired up about it. It's totally my baby. Yeah, and I think it's so, I feel bad. I'm like, I could probably talk about it for, like, four years like i could talk about it for so long and i'm like i won't make like non-engineers sit through me talking about like civil engineering like semantics because that's just like boring for everyone else but it's awesome i love it so much yeah that's cool how yeah how did you how did you get into civil because i don't know if i ever heard that story okay so that's kind of the funny thing is i didn't really like get into civil per se at every college i applied to like coming from out of state i wanted to leave new england so i applied to a ton of different schools like Kind of throughout the South and the Midwest and like a lot of Big Ten schools, I applied. <laughs> I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I was like, I just kind of was like, maybe I'll try engineering just to see if I could do it. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to apply as a different like category of engineering at every single school. <laughs> and so I just happened to apply <laughs> civil in Madison and really liked it. And that was basically, I never knew that. that's literally why I'm a civil engineer was because I, like if I went to like, I applied to like UT Knoxville because I have like a ton of family in Tennessee. I would have been an electrical engineer if I went there. Like that's literally what I went in. What I would what I would have gone in for, which is kind of funny to think about. But 
yeah i basically just kind of like picked it on a whim and then started doing canoe which is like a super civil based club and then i was like oh this is kind of cool yeah. i kind of like this um and civil is a pretty broad like category of engineering so i was like i have a lot of options as to, like what i could theoretically do right yeah because i know i know in one of your other episodes you mentioned you're like you knew you were going to do microbiome from like right off the right. bat yeah i knew in like middle school that's so interesting yeah. i don't even think i knew what microbiology was in middle school i don't like look it up i just i just knew i like loved like just they like it's so cool that like the stuff you can't even see can like control your life like, yeah i find that just crazy like just mind-blowing so ever since i knew that like microbes even existed you know i've always been like yo it's so cool, cool. so yeah that's always how it's been but that's that, i'm so glad i asked that that's such a funny story that yeah. is so unique because <laughs> yeah i mean you like you didn't even know like you, you were for sure interested in engineering but you're just like yeah let me just take on this challenge real quick like, i knew i liked design and i knew like i like designing things i have like I kind of like stopped doing it, but I have like a fairly like musically creative past. Um, like I played a ton of instruments in high school and stuff like that. And I was like, I want to still be creative in some facet, but I'm really good at math. Like I'm really good at like in high school, I was super good at math. Right. Like really good at like kind of like figuring out how things worked. Um, so it was kind of like I was like, eh, maybe I'll just try it and see how it goes. And like worst comes to worst, I just drop it and do something else. Like yeah. it can't it can't hurt to try. And it, it just it was basically like throwing stuff at a wall and figuring out what stuck. And I, I got it pretty just, like, right off the bat. And I think you probably could have put me in, like, other engineering disciplines and I would have been, like, perfectly happy and probably wouldn't have switched, but... Like you said, electrical, maybe. Right. I, I, I mean... I got my... You were kind of game for whatever. Yeah, I was yeah. super game for whatever. I think I realize now that I hate, like, electromagnetism. After taking physics, like, second semester physics, never again. Just wasn't for it you. It was like, so yeah. terrible. I got my final grade back today. It was abysmal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> So that was fine, but yeah, I don't know. It was kind of like, just like did it on a whim and it worked out all right, which is how I like live my life for the most part. I'm like, eh, might as well. Yeah. Which it's fun. I do like it. So like, I guess like, what is What does a typical day look like for you? Like at a, oh God. like let's, let's like back up in time. Cause I know we're in a weird spot where we're like switching to summer and stuff. Sure, like, sure, sure. It's back up like four weeks. Okay. Like how would... You know, like, you know, you got this club. Yeah. Assuming, like, regionals hasn't happened yet. I was going to say, like, like, backing up to, I wouldn't say, I'll back up to, like, a little before regionals. Yeah. Because those two weeks before regionals, like, just to give you some idea on what, like, stats I was working with, the two weeks before regionals, I got, like, 30 hours of sleep a week. I know you're the queen of getting, like, negative sleep. Yeah, so. I am. And I, and I basically was spending, like, every other waking moment working. So I kind of, like, tallied it up between, like, having a job, doing canoe, and doing school. I was pulling, like, I think my the worst one was, like, 118 hours. Oh um, gosh. But, I mean, like I said, I'm about to dive into, like, I was, like, me in the middle of February. I was, like, I'm about to dive into, like, what my 90-hour weeks look like. Like, 80, 90-hour yeah. weeks. Like, easily. Like, I don't even know how you manage that with oh, classes. Oh, I don't either. Like, like, um, when would you wake up usually just to start with? Like, so, I guess, I think a Tuesday is probably pretty good. I mean, Mondays are kind of weird, out of the ordinary because on Mondays, my first class started at 9.55 this semester, and my lab ended at 10 p.m. <laughs> so, that sucked. That's just a long day. Yeah, yeah. it was a super long day. Spacey day. Yeah, I had, I mean, I had pretty long days this semester. A lot of my classes would end around, like, like 4, 5, 30, 6-ish p.m. Okay. So, Tuesdays, I think, were pretty pretty standard day. 
Um, my first class was at 11, so I'd probably wake up, excuse me, at like 7.30, and then I'd go be in E-Hall for like 8, and get a couple hours of work done before class, and then I'd go to class all day, and my classes were like, while they would like be kind of spread out throughout the day, I would have breaks in between them. So in those breaks, I would usually like, I don't know, go do, I'd probably go do work. I'd go do like, if it was, if it was like not enough time where I could like sit down and like get a good chunk of an assignment done, I'd go do canoe stuff. I'd go like write emails to like suppliers, talk to the team, do what I needed to do like administratively, like talk to the school, make sure we were fulfilling our requirements on like their end so we wouldn't lose funding and things like that. Um, so I was basically just like, squeezing in little bits of work and like eating and making sure I'm getting my day done. And then 6.15 rolls around on Tuesdays. Um, and then pretty religiously, I'd get out of my structure, my structural analysis discussion. I'd take a physics quiz and then I'd go to canoe and we'd have lab, open lab from seven to nine. I'd usually be there till like 10.30. And then sometimes I'd go home and shower. Sometimes I wouldn't. I'd probably go find somewhere and park it and do work till like two, 2.30ish go home, make pseudo dinner at two in the morning and go to bed and rinse and repeat the next day. That's insane. (laughs) Yeah. And that was just like basically what I was doing every day. And if it was like a light day, instead of like doing work in between classes, I'd like do the crossword. (laughs) I just couldn't do that. Like period. I don't know how I did it. I think about it now. I need at least seven hours of sleep. Like like, there's no way, there's no way I can do that. Yeah. I was like, that was like borderline obscene. I was like, I don't know how I managed to do that for like almost two years too. I mean, I've, I had a couple weeks like that. I mean, week like one through 10 this semester, it was Mm -hmm. like, so I'm in a couple like research labs on campus. So I needed to like manage classes with both the labs and, you know, obviously both the clubs like want me as much as possible yeah you know it's like so the one lab i like set up times i had like two classes in the morning on monday wednesday friday and then i'd have like a gap between those two classes and then my physics would start at like 2 30 that lecture mm-hmm. would so i'd have that like two hour gap where i could come in and like do a quick experiment monday wednesday friday and then the other lab they put me on a new project and the guy working on it, um, he he liked to like go in the lab early, and most of my classes start at like ten. So I was like, hey, mm-hmm. like, what if I like came into lab at eight? And he's like, yeah, I could do that. So I'd like spend a couple hours there, like three times a week, like from eight to ten before my classes started. But then I also like like to work out in the morning. So there was like, you know, that week one through ten, the spring semester, where like I'm like like working out at the gym with Ethan at like you know six in the morning yeah. and then it's like maybe getting a shower before lab maybe not it depends it's like how much time i have when i get back from the workout hopefully like horse down a granola bar for breakfast and then i'm just off to lab and it's yeah. just like i mean I don't, I don't even think that compares to what you were doing like but i mean that was just like i look back and i'm like i came back from spring break especially and i was like I don't think I can work out, like, work out at 6 in the morning anymore. Like, I just stopped. Yeah. I, I, like, for a couple of weeks, I just, like, took workouts out off road. Like, Alex likes to go at, like, 3 p.m. I'd go later. It's just, like, oh, it's just so much. I was, like, how did I do that? Like, Yeah. It's, it's so interesting because I feel like to a certain extent, like, I, I've had conversations with, like, Anant and stuff about this. I'm, like, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. Like, I literally sent a text the week after reg- like I sent a text the week after regionals. I like text someone. I said I'm literally so overwhelmed with how much free time I have. Like yeah, it's freaking me. It, it's like freaking me out. Yeah. And like I've had these conversations with the not before. Where I'm like, 
I feel like you can probably like kind of see where I'm coming from because I'm like I don't know I feel like to a certain extent like I'm the workaholic like that's me it's like all I do is work that's like half my personality is just like oh where's Sarah oh she's probably doing work right now like that was just what I did and I'm like I don't have that anymore I was like I have no fallbacks and I have no hobbies now it feels weird I don't know I don't know how I feel I I can't like exactly describe it but my mom that's how my mom raised me like I always like she was like a big role model for me and like when I was growing up and like she would always just be working and like yeah. she'd come home and she's still like super positive and I'm like wow like that is super cool and I think I just kind of like took that on and like during the school year I mean that's that's how it is it's always go 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 like especially in college any college student can relate to this like in high school you like you finish you finish your homework maybe you can even finesse like getting it done during the school day because yeah. you're just like oh, yeah. you're nice with it and then like you get home and you're like I'm chilling like I can just set it aside like in college Mm -hmm. it's not like that like you finish your lectures for the day and you're like oh I can do this homework you finish that homework like after dinner and you're like like there's always something else you could be doing like it never ends so it's like I don't know I'd I'd do my best to like try to front load the weeks as best as so I can have like the weekends open to hang out but like like you said like even example like we've been out of school for i mean you've been out of school for a couple like hours Hours, yeah (laughs) even like last night i mean it's kind of like the weekend right now but i'm getting to like i'm glad i'm like having a job right out of like right out of the semester because like at least after the fall semester ended like i went on christmas break and like it is so different like you have all this free time that like you're used to just being like a workaholic and i'm like dude like what am i doing like i i try to be productive and i i don't know if you can relate to this but like if i like if i like just like sit around for a whole day like i just feel like terrible like oh i God, feel yeah. so guilty because we're just like absolute like we'd like to like see product right. at the end of the day like oh like you look back and you're like oh i did all that like that's awesome and then like there's some days where you need to just relax and that's like a big weakness for me is just some days I gotta just tell myself like hey like I can relax and it's okay yeah. but like I don't know sometimes it doesn't work out that way you know you just yeah you just want to go 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 but I, yeah I think I found that I have like two days where I'm just like usually I'm just so tired I just don't do anything for like two days after like finals like I'll probably like well I mean I'm I'm driving out of town tomorrow but um like I'll probably like come back on Sunday and then like just sleep all day just for yeah. just because I can just like I'll have my two days of peace and then like same thing was like my mom is like my mom is literally the coolest person I know she's so cool and like in the least cheesy way possible she is the definition of a girl boss <laughs> she is like I don't know her exact title is like the vice president of like technical like technology talent management at a multinational company she's literally that's so cool she's so cool i think you met my mom did you i think i definitely met she your came dad. To, she, i don't know if i remember your mom she well, came though. to a tailgate here so you probably did yeah she's at one point i probably did literally the coolest person i know she's been such like a positive like female role model for me and i think like it's it, she's definitely like kind of instilled like both my parents like instilled like work for what you have kind of like attitude in me like i'm very much like I like I like to work. I like to work. Working working and like seeing a final product makes me yeah. feel really good. Yeah. So like I'm like that's I can exactly have a couple days of rest and then I get pretty antsy. But I think that's also like like you said like you had your mom as like a role model and like that's like it's so like seeing that growing up is like my my mom was like my dad was the one who'd come home early and like my dad would be like oh I'll like make dinner and we'll get like a couple of things done around the house and then my mom would come home at like 10 p.m. 
And she's literally, she's so cool. I love her so much. Um, and she just like, she's like, oh, sorry, I got to go to bed early tonight. I got to be on the phone with China at six in the morning. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Sounds yeah, good, I guess. It's just like. Yeah, and like that. And you like, don't really know what's going on until you right. blow up and you're like, wait, she was like, she had that position. Like she was. Yeah, she's <laughs> like. She was blowing a lot of weight. She's like, so cool. And she's, you know? and she still does. And like, now that like, I've kind of like having like stepped up into those leadership roles and like like being part like a participant in that like leadership environment for like extended periods of time being like two years now like her and i can like respect each other and like get along at a different level and she's <laughs> she's always like i don't know i like like i said i love working i really do i like being busy i like getting stuff done right. i like feeling productive i like seeing like final products that's why last year when school ended i'm kind of bouncing around right now but last year when school ended i'm crocheted like three hats because I was just like, I'd sit down on the couch and I'd just like zip, dip around and do it. Yeah, like you get in this thing where you just want to keep like being yeah, productive. No, exactly. Just, yeah. Which I don't know. I think. And I think it has more benefits than not, for sure. Well, that's. Like, yeah, it's so interesting that you said that because like, it's almost like, okay, is that like a blessing or a curse? Yeah. Because yeah. like, I think to a certain extent, you kind of have to think too, like, how much of this is just like people being like, you should be productive and come work for like my business kind of thing? Yeah. Or is it like. like I think it's such an interesting balance and I think American culture is so terrible with it of just like really prizing like working over everything whereas like yeah. a lot of other like lifestyles and like other countries really prioritize like leisuring and like getting the most out of your life in the sense that like you can like spend time doing things that you want to do which I think it's a super interesting like dichotomy to look at like how we as Americans live our lives and like what we prioritize and what we enjoy versus like I don't know, like France or Italy yeah, or like, like those lifestyles country. are so different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like their lunches are like three hours long. So well, they can yeah, go they have like a siesta. You know? Right. They can like have like a bottle of wine in the middle of the day. Yeah. Like that's so cool. Yeah. And I'm, I'm so curious to know that like, is this like work? Like, like for both of us, I think it's so true. It's like, is this like naturally driven like work ethic? Like, is that something that's like inherent in us? Like we're just people that like to work or is that something that's kind of been like a product of our environment? Right. And like, it's not something that you can really have an answer to, but it's something to like ponder. And I think that's like what's helped me transition out of like that super like workhorse mindset is I'm like, okay, is this like workaholic personality part of me? Is that like me just being a product of like an American society that's like, we we really like value working or is it like like would i be a completely different person if i like lived in like france right where they prioritize a little bit more of like arts and leisure and things like that like i just think that's a and super you gotta think that you probably would right man, which is it's right? crazy to think about yeah like, and i'm like i probably could be a totally how much different your environment person. can influence you yeah which I, is i think i think it can be scary to think about sometimes yeah. like, i know i know for a fact if i like met different people freshman year like i would be a completely different person than i am right yeah. now but and it's so interesting because I'm like, I think I really like the person that I am now. And I've, I've grown a lot since getting to college. And I think I've, I've become a better person. But I'm like, I could totally like who I was in like a sorority setting. You know what I yeah. mean? It's so interesting how like that like product of your environment thing can like factor into a just totally different path. every yeah. fiber of your being. Like it's so interesting. Well, I know just like surface level, like I think like American jobs by far have the least holidays, the least vacation. Like, it's not even close. I think, like, I don't even, I don't know what the numbers are, but I, I know we have at least half amount of vacation as holidays. Oh, absolutely. Compared to, like, other kind. And then you get it even into, the, like, the siestas and stuff. I mean, right. that's a whole nother, that's on a daily basis. We don't, I mean, we don't get that. We get, we get, what, maybe a 30-minute unpaid lunch? Like, are you kidding me? Like, that's. Yeah. 
Oh my gosh. Well, you could even like extend that to like something like outside of a job, like looking at how much like like how many more like healthcare benefits you could yeah, get working yeah. for like some other company or like even like maternity leave. Oh my like, yeah, that's like, a the big paid problem maternity, in this country. Yeah, like man. the whole like paid maternity leave and like also just like the way that like this country like treats motherhood is like a completely different yeah. like side of the spectrum. Like we have we're like one of I think we're leading in like mo- in like mother maternal deaths as like a first world country. Like, really? It's crazy. It's nuts. I mean, definitely like fact check me on that. Like I don't know. Yeah. But like I know we're we're pretty high up there for like being a first world. Well, country. it's like some countries expect you to like sacrifice your time with your kid, like a newborn kid. Like I get if it's like a three, like a three, four year old, five year old. Like obviously you still want to spend time with them, but like a newborn, mm-hmm. like like that is something very very special, and that like right. you, and know, like thinking... that you have to kind of t- come to terms with, like, right? Literally. I mean, having a kid changes your whole life. Like, no, exactly. Having, like, I don't even know what the average is, but, I mean, what do they give you? Like, a month? I Maybe? Think, I think it's like, usually, like, six weeks. Yeah, six, I mean, six, eight to weeks, just I figure everything out that, like, right. is just and changes then, your life for yeah. 18 years, you know? And then like, they expect you to come back deal. to work after, like, a month and a half and just be like, okay, sure. Well, like, everything's normal again, yeah, but it's I think, not, you know? Like, that's, like, again, that's just, like... That's just how, like, American companies yeah. work, which is, like, I don't know. I have, like, gripes with it, for sure. Yeah, you could definitely have an argument for saying it's maybe some problems with that. Oh, my God, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, like, like I said, that's, like, a that's a much more, like, very complex, like, overarching topic yeah. of, like, how does the American workforce, like, actually affect, like, the day-to-day person? Like, outside of, like, being a worker. It's so interesting. Yeah. I, like, I, uh... I don't know. My mom talks about it all the time because, like, like I said, she works for, like, a multinational company. So... She spends a ton of time in like France and Barcelona and all that stuff, and they she's like they just live so differently than we do. Yeah, and they do not respect Americans, which I think <laughs> is like so funny that like she'll walk into the office and be like, "Oh, the Americans here. Oh, cool. Okay." Yeah, it's so interesting. That is that is how it tends to go when you're there. Honestly, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Have you gone out of the country? Yeah, I studied abroad in Germany. My like, wait, whoa, sophomore year back of summer. up. Yeah. Sophomore year when? High school? Yeah, college. Okay, high, high school? school. Yeah. Wait, where'd you live? Berlin for a month. That's sick. Yeah, it what was. What are you doing? I was in the dorms, like in a in a college there. That's so cool. And it was like the program was like global entrepreneurship, which like I obviously like like I said I knew I was micro in middle school, so I I knew I was not into business. Sure, but are you gonna say no to going but to I Germany? Was like, I was like checking all these programs, and I knew I wanted to go somewhere in Europe, and like probably like Germany or like Ireland were my like my top picks and I Mm -hmm. saw Germany and I looked at the program it was like entrepreneurship I'm like yeah we could deal with that for a month if it means I'm like in a totally different country like so I applied and it was it was awesome I mean I I got flown out it was through this the the program was called CIEE it was for like I don't know. It, it really focused on like a global perspective, like students having global perspectives. So there was like this kind of BS program in my high school that was called Global Academy. So mm-hmm. it combined, it combined, it was like, think of it like, like an elementary setting where you have like all your classes in one room. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. So sure. it combined Spanish, English, and like history okay. all into one room all with the same students. It was like a three-hour block. Interesting. All right. So you'd still have like your five-minute passing periods between classes, mm-hmm. but like you would you would just stay in the same room for like a three-hour period. 
So like, and you did that for four years and then you get this like certificate after you like finish all the required courses for that, like for those three classes. So it was like, they'd always like have this global emphasis on it. I, I don't know. I guess like I never took the standard like separate classes for all those. So I don't know if they like, I didn't think I gained like a super global perspective. Yeah. But like, I guess like our high school applied for the CIE and they're like, oh yeah, this is like these students in these classes, like have shown that they have a global perspective so they okay. can apply. So, like, That's so I was, like, one of, like, the 60 kids in our, in our school that were, like, even eligible to apply for this. So I, like, applied. Okay. Like, only select high schools around the nation could, like, apply to this because, like I said, it has to be, like, globally based. Mm-hmm. And I, like, got in and, like, we went. And, I mean, there's kids. They're all, all like, from America but all different places. Like, two of my closest friends, shout out Brandon and Kelsey, Brandon's from San Antonio and Kelsey's from San Francisco. So, mm-hmm. like, and then I'm coming from this, like, everyone. I mean, the only other Wisconsin city was Madison. Okay. Like, and I'm coming, like, I I was easily the smallest city there, for sure. sure. Like, the, like San Antonio's mat. SF is huge. Like, oh, all for these sure, cities, yeah. like, a lot of borough kids from, like, the, the you know, like, New York City, mm-hmm. like, Bronx, all these all these kids just like came and i'm like yeah i'm from oshkosh and they're like auschwitz i'm like no they were like they had no idea so i was just like yeah i'm just from wisconsin because like they had no like a couple of kids from madison were there and people didn't even know what madison was like yeah like, yeah it's like wisconsin and they're like yeah you probably know better than i like i mean yeah to like for in a very real way, I didn't even know, like, Madison, Wisconsin was, like... I mean, right. obviously, I was, like, oh, Madison, like, capital of Wisconsin. Like, Wisconsin. I, I have, like... Like, I... I it's I, in some people's heads just because they had to learn all the capitals. No, and that's point, exactly, but... like, why I thought of Madison. I think I might have thought of, like, not even Madison, but, like, Wisconsin, period, probably, like, four times before yeah, my sophomore exactly. year of high school. It's just school. such an, like, an irrelevant state. Like, it's just, like, a random state. Yeah, just, you guys just kind of, like, do your own thing in the middle here, of the country, So, like, I get there, and it's, like, global entrepreneurship, so, like... We do, like, have to, like, design a product. Like, we got to, like, go out and, like, survey, like, people <laughs> in the city. And I was just, like, I basically just, like, BS it with my group the whole oh, time. Oh, yeah. I don't even enough. remember what, I don't even know what product we made. It was just, like, some people went total tryhard on it. Like, they're, like, I'm going to put this on my resume when I apply for colleges. And it's, like, I did, but it wasn't because it was global entrepreneurship. Right. Like, it was a like, global experience, you no, know. No, exactly. Which is, like, and we lived in dorms, and it was just so cool. They got these, like, oh, I, I don't even remember. They got, like, a subway system that goes, like, there's two different, I don't even remember it because it's been so long, but, like, they have a name for, like, an, the underground subway yeah. and then, like, the above one. Mm-hmm. So they, they went full out on the subway system. I was just, like, in a dorm room with two guys, and, like, it was it was just a really good time. Like, yeah, and that, that was, like, the crazy. first time I got introduced to alcohol, so, like, the drinking the drinking age is 16 there right for like for beer and wine right yeah Yeah. sophomore year i mean i was 16 so the program like didn't allow like you to drink but like everyone on the program like found ways to like oh everyone alcohol yeah we did the same because like we were all just like super curious because none of us i mean most of us didn't really know what it was about so yeah you know, we'd like there. There was like a, literally a liquor store like on the corner of the street. Like oh yeah, you know, like a few steps away. So like, I don't. I have so many like cool stories, but like this is this is just one of them. Like, so me and this buddy, we're like walking out, 
and we're like we're like trying to supply the liquor for tonight for like a like a decent party sure. we're thrown amongst all these kids and like it's like a Friday, so like I, I think lights out is like 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. And you, I mean, you can easily just sneak out, but they're like, if we like catch you out, there's like severe consequences. Sure. So like this is like high risk. We're like checking down the hallways before we like leave, and like like shutting the door really quietly, and we like get out into the courtyard before like we get to the door to like exit this dorm area, and we're like checking left and right. We're like it's clear, it's clear. So we like go. Europe is so chill. They they don't card like yeah. I, no one know. Well, some people know from like Oshkosh, but like when I was sixteen, I literally looked like I was twelve. Like I was. I oh looked yeah. So I mean, young. I met you freshman year. You I like, still. You yeah, like I a baby still, freshman I still year. look young, but like I look so young. I don't even remember what I got. I got like I I knew my dad and my mom like beer, so I like grabbed the first beer I could find. It was just like Arabic, like literally the darkest beer ever and oh, i had gross. one sip and just like spit it out it was so bad and my, i told my parents that and they just laughed That's They're funny, like, yeah. why, would, why would you grab the dark i was like i don't know what i was doing but i think we just like grabbed a bottle of vodka like no card needed like they he did not care he just wanted the money and i'm like fair oh yeah enough, fair enough like um so we go and we're like heading back toward the door to unlock the place to like get back into the dorms and like, this is still, like, outside the building at this point, because it's, like, on the street. Like, the door is literally on the sidewalk, so mm-hmm. it's, like, locked, and you gotta, like, unlock it and stuff. And it's, like, it's, like, 1030 at this point, and then we, there's, like, chaperones on this trip, and, like, there's a subway system, like, right to the left of us that, like, goes out of the underground, like, the stairs, and yeah. then you can just walk to our place, like, easily. And we're, like, going in, and my friends, like, turn around, and, like, we can see, like, they're probably, like... 50 feet away like them walking and we're like no like the chaperones are coming back and we're like dude run so we just like bolt down the street and i don't know if they saw us i think i'm pretty sure they were just going out to like drink yeah honestly like they they gotta have some fun too oh yeah for sure berlin's such a fun city but they never ended up catching us they went in and we like waited like 10 minutes i think it was me and jackson shout out jackson but then we went in and we secured the bag and we, we had a good night and we just like I don't know the first my my first like experience with alcohol is just us like pouring this vodka in like a Gatorade bottle and just like passing it around like in a group of yep. like ten just like yep. spilling our our deepest secrets. So, oh, like, that's always how because we don't know anyone like right. no one knows each other. It doesn't really matter. So like, yeah, you know, it's just. <laughs> Oh, this is good times. <laughs> the first experience I ever had with alcohol, someone literally lined up three tequila shots in front of me and was like half at it. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Which you have no like, idea what you're doing. No, it was the same like, thing. What? I was like <laughs> I was like seventeen and I was in France and I was on a school trip and you know, we had to make curfew and this was like pre curfew, so we like worked in a hospital during the day and then we would go out at night. Um, and this was before I had to go back for curfew and they were literally just like, we we're like, let's go to this bar that's like across the river from like the bar that like all of the chaperones and the so other people. you had a very people. similar experience. No, and it was the exact same thing and we just got fucking like plastered <laughs> and like, they're like. Because it takes like two drinks. Yeah, right? well like one, so of, young. one of my good friends who, she'll never see this, but shout out Elise. Um, <laughs> she went on the Rome trip the year prior because like our school had a bunch of like international trips and she went on the Rome trip and she got dubbed the tequila queen. Oh, and so that's so the, cool. the way comes over and comes to the table and is like what do you guys want and she goes 10 shots of tequila and i was like there's like four of us sitting around i was like oh shit like i'm screwed i like never drank at that point but it was it was so much fun that was such a good trip but 
I didn't cool. know you. So what do you, what'd you go to France for? What? It was actually a religious trip. Because, okay. like, I mean, I went to a Catholic school. Yeah. So it was, we went to Lourdes, France, which is where um, Mary appeared to Bernadette and was like, dig here and you'll have water. And there's a supposed, supposedly, like, very, like, holy stream. It's called Lourdes? Lourdes, yeah. And like, it's. Like, how do you spell it? L O U R D E S. There's a high school in Oshkosh called Lourdes. That's funny. Oh, my God. No, it's like. Um, <laughs> and it's, it's, like a, it's like a religious school. Yeah. Well, Lourdes <laughs> is like a super holy site. I never knew that. Yeah. It's a super holy site and like it's a it's known for like healing miracles. Like there's been like seven confirmed miracles where they like bring, they literally bring like doctors in and they're like we literally have no medical explanation as to why this person like got cured. So, I don't know. It was very interesting and like the whole thing was so we went with a bunch of British out. kids, yeah. Okay. I don't know. It was kind of like a big thing, but Yeah. It was it was cool cuz it was one of those ones that I applied for it and I didn't have to pay for it. So That's sweet. Basically any of the money I spent there was just like spending money. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, and your your high school experience was a little bit different, right? Oh, it was like, super uh, private Catholic boarding school. Like, right, yeah, not public school. I mean, I don't know many other kids that like had the experience you did. Yeah, no. In high school. Like, it was it was interesting. So um, you like lived on I haven't lived I haven't spent a full year at home since I was thirteen. Right. I mean that's that's crazy. Yeah. Like, no, it, it's not, not a lot of kids can say they've done that. Like, no, it's it's pretty it's interesting. It, it instilled a huge sense of independence in me in the sense that, like, I don't really like to go home now um, because I'm, like, I don't need to. I've been I've been doing it by myself since I was 13 years old. So I'm, like, yeah. I don't know, nine years into it now almost or eight years into it. So it's, it's interesting in the sense that, like, I basically just, like, had to figure out, like, how to do laundry and how to feed myself and, like, how when to take care really of myself 14. and manage my homework when I was, like, a freshman in high school. You know, like it, it was it was so interesting but that's um, cool though because then you come to like a big university like this and you feel like you feel prepared you know i think a lot of like i guess I, I don't know if i really felt that overwhelmed but i know a lot of like just friends and other people in general just like kind of felt overwhelmed because yeah. maybe it was the parenting they grew up with like they didn't know a lot of like just even like main like home maintenance stuff like yeah like vacuuming or, oh like, my god even, like, for sure yeah like you said doing your laundry just like kind of got to be a big boy, a big yeah. girl now, you know. You got to figure it out. It was um, it was a bit of a change for me too, for sure, because like the boarding school that I went to it was an hour away from home. So like, if something was going wrong, I could call one of my parents; they'd be there in an hour. Yeah. Whereas like this, I was like, that's a that's a full like ten hour travel. Yeah, home. It was like I was out here, and I had I didn't know a single soul here. Like it was just it was so scary. Like I can't say that like. Sure, I had a little bit of the other stuff to, yeah, like, supplement, but, like, about that. it was st- it was still really scary. Because that's how, like, what you and your parent dynamic was for your boarding school, that's how, like, it is for me and my parents in college. Like, right. I mean, Oshkosh is, like, an hour and a half from here. Like, yeah. I, if, I, if I really had some emergency, like, they would definitely come down and, like, help me out. But, like, mm-hmm. I wonder, yeah, I wonder no. if that was, like, maybe, did that make you feel a little more comfortable, like, having that experience and then, like... Like, when you're, like, thinking about, do I want to come to Madison? You're like, well, I, I just did it in high school. Like, yeah, I know, think just... I, th- I thought that's how it was going to be going into it. And then I got here and I was like, no, I don't know. Like, I spent the entire, like, I moved in. My parents left. I spent the second day, like, in bed crying. Like, because I was, like, so scared. Because I was like, I don't have a support system out here. Where I was, like, home. I was like, oh, I, I have something to lean on. And I have, like, adults here. And, you know, I have friends that are close enough. Yeah, by. I mean, you, I had nothing. Crazy. I came out here and I knew, I didn't know a single person. I don't person. even know what I would have done. Like, because, like, <laughs> I mean, I'm living with three, three people that went to my high school. Like, yeah. you know, like, I've always had friends to fall back on and even if they weren't going to this college like i could easily ring up one of my boys at like an hour and a half away like for you like all your friends are 
what, 10 hours away and your family? 10 like, hours by plane, yeah. Like, so like you, by like a, you travel, gotta like a make, flight travel. You got to make some friends and like get some contacts ASAP. You know, it was that's, that's a big deal. I've never even thought about that. It was really daunting, and like it was it was a really scary task at first. But I just got so lucky off the bat, like having the roommates that I did. Yeah, it made it made the transition like that's so such so a easy. Blessing. It was yeah, so it was so, so great. Cool. Like they were just like they were such a godsend. Like I needed them so bad, and like it was it's been like the best thing. That's like one of the best things that's ever happened to me. Like easily. Yeah, just just for the people that don't know, like so we me and Sarah both lived in Witty. It's like a residence hall. I don't know that that's all you really need to know it's it's uh like 10 10 floors Sarah Sarah and like three other girls were were in 678 and I was on like the 10th floor 1086 and yeah so most of the rooms in the witty you get like it's you and just another roommate but there are these like weird rooms that like used to be study rooms before yeah. Woody got it was just renovated. the over it was the overflow housing and like classic uw madison like they over they over accepted too many students and they like needed to put all these freshmen somewhere so they're like oh let's like renovate these study rooms into just like four person rooms so it's like it's like yeah so it's sarah from rhode island madison moton from Austin, wisconsin yeah morgan lectures from union grove wisconsin and then and then Mabel from from DC. Yeah. So just an insane group of girls, and like, it was just awesome. Like they had this huge space. I mean, four people. Like you got to have a lot of room. So like, this was just like the prime place to just link up with your friends and just like throw a crazy party. And you, yeah, I mean, you totally guys almost was, had to move yeah. out because partially oh because God. of us because <laughs> we just had some like insane times freshman year. Oh my waiting. God! Yeah. Like, just crazy it's, times. They were the best. I miss it so much. And like we, I feel like we didn't really get like good closure with it too because they were like, "Get out! Yeah, like, don't COVID, come move your stuff." Like I didn't, I didn't even move my stuff out. COVID like, had freshman year. Spring. Oh my god! I yeah, mean, that just kind of like, yeah, definitely ruined things a little bit. But I mean, like, how did that? How did that even work? I just want to know. Like, so you guys all move in, just four people, just all over, like over the state and just across the nation in general like how oh did, like, you're just like i'm serious it was it was <laughs> like, so go well i was actually i was at soar when i got the notification that like the housing assignments got like assigned because i mean everyone got their housing i'm sure right. like, it was like and, mid-august right, right. Yeah, yeah yeah so like all like i'm sure you like knew in like june like you, you and oliver were living yeah. together whatever they didn't tell us until like i think my soar date was like august 6th and 7th so I'm sitting, I'm literally oh, so sitting. You, okay. Yeah. So I didn't like way know. Before, way after everyone else. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. It was so stressful. And I was sitting in Dottie's. Like I was literally here for sore sitting in Dottie's with my mom and my cousin. Cause they both came out with me. Um, and I like get the email and I'm like, <laughs> no, <way. laughs> I was like, I was like, guys, I just got my assignments. Like I just like the roommate assignments just like dropped. Like I got mine and they're like, Oh, like, let's see. And I was like, I was like, Oh my God. Like Morgan, Madison and Mabel. And they were like, haha all their names start with m and your yours don't like that was like the <laughs> first thing they said i didn't even think about that yeah which is like something stupid and like no one really thinks about it but it was like kind of funny and then we tried to break into witty to go see our room and that was kind of it and then we were flying out of chicago so we were in the rental car like driving back down to chicago and i i texted i think i texted morgan i like looked up all of their instagrams and I was like, Madison had the scariest Instagram <laughs> I'd ever seen in my entire life. And Mabel was like, makeup artist, like Mabel. And I was like, oh no. Like, I was like, I was scared. And then Morgan, Morgan seemed like 
I was like, you know, Morgan was. Is, she seems like the most like normal one, via, <laughs> like based on Instagram alone. So I texted Morgan and I was like, hey, it's Sarah. Like I think I'm living with you, whatever. And she was like, oh sweet, like we made a group chat. Like I'll put you in it. Um, and they put us. We we all got in this group chat of like the four of us, and we're like texting. We're like, hey, like how's everyone doing? Like yada yada yada. And, you know, we're talking, like, oh, like, should we do a theme in our room? And we picked neutrals, and obviously it didn't, like, work. Like, our, we just all had our, like, own, our own shit, basically. Yeah. Um, and we are like, yeah, like, we can do neutrals. Like, oh, do you guys, like, do you guys, like, get, like, cold or hot when you sleep? Like, and there was, like, no conversation of, like, what our lives were, like, pre-living together. <laughs> it was just, like, entirely for the purpose of, like, okay, how are we going to, like, make it work with four of us living right. in the same room? Yeah. Um, and that was basically it. And then we didn't really start to like get to know each other until like we moved in. I was the first one to get there. I was the first one in and then it was Mabel and then Morgan and then Madison. And then, you know, everyone's parents left. Like we went to dinner, went to lunch, whatever. Everyone's parents left. And the first night in the dorm, I think, I think it was the first or second night. We, we put all of our like desk chairs, like our pseudo desk chairs, we put them in a circle in our floor and we like in the middle of like the big space between all of our beds and we just like chatted and like left the door <laughs> open and we're like hoping people would come in and talk to us. Um, and like that was really funny. And and I remember, I think Mabel, Mabel was like, I'm going out because Mabel knew people here already. And Mabel was like, I'm going out um, if you guys want to come. And I was like, I was so scared. <laughs> I was so scared because I mean, like, like I said, my first like, experience with alcohol was like in France. I was 17. It was the summer before my senior year of high school. And I was like, I didn't even really party a ton. Like after senior year, like that summer was probably the most I had partied ever. And it really wasn't even that much. And I was so just nervous. So <laughs> Mabel's like, no, and we're all like, no, I think we're good. And like, <laughs> you guys, you, the, the rest of you three me, just stayed back. Me, Madison and Morgan hung out in our room. And I think we all went to bed at like 11 PM. <laughs> Oh, I was just so like, funny. I was so scared. Because I know so many other people that night. Because, yeah, uh, when you move in freshman year, you have like five days before the start of classes. And it's like, that's just a recipe for just drinking a lot of booze. Oh my God, and just, yeah. Yeah, just getting really, <laughs> maybe even a lot of puking. And like, just, just, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know like countless people, at least in Whitey, that just like had so many stories of like the guy I'm living with next year, like, he went to, like, a frat, and he, like, threw up all over, like, the bar table. Yep. And, like, everyone hated him there. Like, yeah. no one wanted to even deal with it. Like, That's funny. Just stories like that. Oh, my just, God, like, yeah. You don't know your limits. You drink way too much. and like, <laughs> But you were just, you guys were just like, no, let's just. They're like, no, let's go to bed. And I mean, I was, I was exhausted. Because, like, at a certain point, like, yeah, I was physically exhausting. Like, moving all my stuff in, setting yeah, everything yeah. up. Like, lugging around all these heavy boxes and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, too, I was also, like, really emotionally tired because I was, like, I'm going to wake up tomorrow and I'm... Right. And probably. I, like, I didn't know when the next time I was going to see my parents was. Right. Just I'd, like, naturally Thanksgiving, Like, Thanksgiving people. was, like, confirmed the next time I would have seen them. And, like, I ended up, like, my dad had a conference in Chicago at the end of September and he drove up. But, like, even still, like, even in high school, like, like I said, like, I mean, I didn't see my parents every day. But I would see my dad at least once a week, and I'd see my mom once a month, and I'd see my brother and my mom would usually come up together, so I'd, like, see both of them. And my dad was, like, a little bit more... My dad's a little more clingy than my mom is, as far as, like, onto, like, his kids. But yeah. my dad would come up every week, and he'd, like, take me out to dinner and, like, whatever when I was in high school. And, like, I just didn't have that. And it was it was so interesting, too, because, like, that was a really big change for me. Even though I had... I'd already not lived at home, and it was a matter of, like, yeah, sure, I don't see my parents every day, but, like, 
I see them a lot. Like, I saw them a lot more than, like, some of the other kids I went to high school with. Yeah. And, like, for that to just basically get cut cold turkey was, like, really weird. And it was, like, scary, too, because, like, even in high school, when I was a senior, I was, like, I have friends here. Like, I have a support system. Didn't have that. Yeah. I was, like, man, I maybe I can talk to my roommates, but, like, I'm not going to, like, unload on them the third day I know them. Right, yeah. So, it, it, was, it was interesting, and not to take, like, a, like a ser- sad or serious turn, because, like, the first week ended up, like, I don't know. I cried, like, the whole second day. And then, like, the, the day... I think that night I went out. I went out with, like, some girls from our floor, and they were, like, nuts. Um, which was... It was just fun. It was... It got it got fun really quickly, yeah. which was good. And, like I said, the, the quad was such a blessing. And, like, Morgan and I got so close so fast. Like, and... I don't know. It took a little bit longer, I feel like, to, to crack Madison and Morgan. Or Madison and Mabel. Love you guys. Um, but... I don't know. It was just, it ended up being so good. It was just so, so good. More, like, better than I could have asked for. Yeah, that's good. I don't know. I found that specifically Madison for me was just, like, the hardest egg to crack. Like, I don't know. Whenever I'd come in, she'd be, like, either just, like, in her bed. And I, like, either probably mostly to see Morgan. But then, like, some days I'd be, like, what's her up to? Sometimes you'd be there. Most days you wouldn't be. You'd be, like, out doing something. But then, like... I'd be, like, I'd be just, like, talking to Morgan, and then, like, she'd be, like, oh, what's up? Like, because Morgan's room was, like, Morgan's, uh, like, Morgan's bed was, like, across the room from from Madison's, and her her bed was, like, lofted them Yeah, backs. she was the only one that didn't, And she'd like, always just lay down, like, like, just on her back, and, like, just in the afternoon, and me and Morgan would be talking, and then, like, Ten minutes into our conversation, Madison would be like, "What's up?" And I'd be like, "What? Like you were there the whole time?" I was like, yeah. I, she used to be a lot more shy than she is now, too. I, yeah, like, I think it. I remember the first time. I think her and I felt like we like. I mean, her. We've like talked about this since. But like the first time her and I like hung out, we like bonded over the fact that we both really like John Mulaney, and we were sitting at our like folding pong table and those you know those like black chairs we had in our room freshman yeah. year, and obviously those were like too short. So we were both at, like, chin level <laughs> yeah. with the table, like, eating peanut M&M's. And, like, low-key, think... like, trying to have a conversation. Yeah, we were, like, drinking, like, spotted cow and eating bagels at, like, midnight on a Wednesday. And, like, it, it was just so much fun. And I was like, okay, yeah. I was like, I was like, this would be fun. And, like, I adore Madison. Like, she's one of my favorite yeah. people. Yeah, she's very, um, very unique. Very unique. Yeah. Shout out. I bought her air conditioner last night. Oh, yeah, yeah. She works at a, like, soap shop. You can get shampoo and... All the scented goodies. I was gonna say you. she makes she made a couple scents for me. They're yeah, they're good. They're, yeah, they're I, really good. I have my my uh, almond vanilla shampoo. It's a classic <laughs> now. It's like your so signature good. scent. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> it's so funny. It's uh, it's it's pretty solid. She did me she did me up good and had that bottle for a few months now. Yeah, but so it was fun. I think working at like a small business small business quote unquote in madison is like so fun you meet so many like random people yeah she's working there like full time this summer i think or, yeah i like, think so very close to full time at least so yeah that's pretty cool gotta love the soap store yeah working working downtown is really fun yeah i like loved bartending it was yeah. so cool it was so much fun yeah bassett street not- yeah you learned oh God, yeah. yeah what made you take that job like i was so desperate i've for always like job. thought about bartending but i'm like nah it just, it, it, just see them always just grinding just running around like how are you how are you like what do you need more of this you know you gotta like really be on your game i feel like yeah 
I think a slow-paced work environment I find really boring because um, I did the slow-paced work environment and like right, it's kind of like your lifestyle too. I mean, yeah, no, you it, like it, the faster pace, right? It was totally like a lifestyle and like a preferencing at that point too. But like, I've done the slower pace thing. I like worked in a greenhouse and like me and one of my best friends would literally like <laughs> we'd like hotbox our car <laughs> and we'd go water plants for like eight hours because we worked <laughs> together and it was so much fun. But like I I like liked it because it was just like I didn't really do much all day. But I also got super bored and like it was just like it wasn't enough stimulation. Yeah. Um. And like bartending is like a completely different thing where it's like I get to talk to so many cool people and because people treated the Bassett Bar like the hotel bar, um, I got to meet like a lot of different people because people would just be like staying in Madison for right. whatever for like a conference like meeting their kid. Um, just whatever, like having family here, like this or that, the other, like, it was just cool. It was cool. And like the people I worked with were so awesome. Like the, the people they hire at Bassett, they're just, they're all so cool. Um, so it was, it was really easy for me to like want to stay there. And like, it was also really hard to say no, if I could like, or like want to quit when I could put up like $300. Right. Yeah. I was going to say it's good money too. So for, for two weeks getting like a, like working two weeks and getting like a $500 paycheck, like consistently and working like two or three shifts, like it was really hard to be like, no, I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah, Cause the right. money was, the money was easy. And like, cause the I, learning is the hard part, the learning curve. But once you get that established, I feel like it's like you're chilling. You oh, know? for sure. And like, not to, not to like try to get myself propped in the back, but I feel like I have the people skills. Like I can like, I can fairly easily talk to like most people. Um, I can like at least find something to talk about, especially when I'm like getting paid to do it. So it was, it was nice. And people tended to like me and I got tipped pretty well. So it was, it was easy in that respect. And like, I knew I could go in and like, put up a couple hundred bucks in like a weekend yeah and Bassett was always like i don't know in madison it's a pretty busy bar you know it's not oh my god yeah it's not like a necessarily like a college bar but like no it's like you said it's in a hotel so it's mostly like people visiting like that's like a big bar and they i mean you guys had really good food you, yeah you know, people just, love getting drunk at brunch so yeah yeah you know it, it and was even perfect. late night like i remember we'd go there and visit you and it was it was cool. It was just yeah. like a cool vibe. Kind of bougie vibe. A little bit bougie. Not like to the max. It, it feels fancier it than it is, I think. Yeah. It's yeah. It's not a it's not a plaza tavern for sure. Yeah, but yeah. It, it it had its it had its moments. Yeah. It was good though. It was fun. I like I think it's kinda nice knowing I'm like I feel like being a bartender, you know, I'm not gonna make engineering money, but I'll at least like what I do. Like that's like I was like, yeah, engineering doesn't pan out. I can probably bartend somewhere and have just as good of a time. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I really, I really, really like that job, and I really, I quit because I really wanted a break. I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to do the eighty-hour week anymore. I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to wake up and know I have to work for sixteen hours and then go to bed and rinse and repeat. Like, yeah. It just got, like, as much as I, I am like the workhorse and like I am like very much like the workhorse workaholic type. Um, I was getting tired. I mean, and I was like, I don't want to. I don't want to be burnt out. Point where it's right. Like, I was like, I don't want to be burnt I mean, out by the time I'm ridiculous. twenty. Like that's yeah. like twenty one. Like that just sucks so bad. My parents always say that they're always like, you got your whole life to work, and it's like that's like so true. Now that I'm yeah. like starting to get into these summers where I'm working full time now, it's just like, you know, yeah, that's right. I, I do have like my whole life to work, and like, you know, taking taking some time off every now and again, like, it's just. It's just good for you, <laughs> you know, taking yeah. it, take it in while you're young, you know? Yeah, that was something I've, I've been notoriously bad about is, like, making sure I, like, take time off and take time for myself. 
um, as like as things go on. Like that's something I've been so bad about yeah. in the past, and I'm trying to be better about it because I think it'll make me like a better like or like a more well rounded person in yeah. the end if I can like I don't know have hobbies. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah it'll yeah, be yeah. super cool <laughs> in the long run. But yeah, yeah, we, I know we kind of touched on this like workaholic mindset, like kind of just relating that to like just retirement. Like, have you thought about that at all? I mean, I know it's, like, ages away, but, like, I guess, like, I feel like people like us are going to struggle being in retirement if we, like, can't find, like you said, like, hobbies or something to do because, like, you talk about, like, I don't know, like, I mean, you at least for me when I go home for winter break, like, we're off for, like, a month, Mm -hmm. and... I mean, I don't have a job. I, like, my primary priority is to, like, see my family and friends. And, like, out of that time structure, like, there's just all this time where you have to, like, fill in that. I mean, essentially, like, retirement is just a winter break for the rest of your life. I mean, like, it's just, like, you get to fill the time however you want. I don't know. It's kind of scary. Yeah, I honestly... And, like, I, I really meant it when I said it earlier in the sense that, like, I really like working. Yeah. I, especially when, like, something tangible is coming out of it. Like, Canoe ended, and I had I had a thought for, like, a, a brief second, and I was like, maybe I should just do it again. And I was like, no, 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 you don't need to do that. Yeah. Like, I've, I've put my time in. I have done, I've done enough for, I think, what I need to do. And, like, thinking about having to, like, write a paper again and, like, the stress leading up to competition and, like, sorting out all the details. Like, when you're not I'm in it, you... I, I know I know what you're saying. Like, when you're not in it, like, you, you said after you might have considered it. Like, oh, my God. 100%. But yeah. then you, like, think back and you're like, well, I can't really remember all that. But, that I mean, that is how it went. Like, yeah. And I, I, think- I, I think to, like, when I ran my marathon specifically, like, how I finished it, I was like, I will never do that, like, at least alone ever again. Yeah. running it alone was just not fun, for at least for me. And, like, I think now it's like, oh, yeah, I could do that again. But then, like... I, but I was like, I made that promise to myself for a reason, you know? It's yeah. like, it's hard to remember how it was, like, oh my God, how much yeah. stress you put yourself through. There's a, there's a really cool term that one of my good friends introduced me to called type two fun, where it's like, there's like type one fun, which is like, it was fun at the time. And then when you look back on it, you're like, yeah, that was cool. That was fun. Um, and then there's type two fun, which at the time you're like, this sucks yeah, so bad. Yeah, yeah. And then looking back on it, you're like, oh, that was kind of nice yeah, and like no yeah. it wasn't nice like while it was happening you hated it and like it was miserable but looking back on it it was like a good memory came out of it so you know you kind of you look at it fondly um and that's like called type two fun and like the the marathon type two fun being a canoe coach are type two fun like while it was happening i was super stressed out all the time and i, I notoriously like put a lot more pressure on myself than is like actually on me but you know it that, that was all type two fun like looking back on it now i'm like man i miss those days and i'm like no you don't <laughs> you, you really don't like you were so stressed out like it was i don't know i think it's such a good way to describe like such a specific feeling is like the that, nostalgia. Is, that is a cool like differentiation of it. yeah because for me i've like i had this talk with one of my with one of my buddies on a run the other day shout out tyler um we were going on a run and i was like i mean we've been running cross and he did track i didn't do track but like we've been running for like years and, mm-hmm. and like i asked him i was like do you really like like running do you like do you think it's fun and i was like because i really don't and he's like not really and i think it's one of those like again like like you said i didn't know the term but like if you want to like describe it like that like the type two fun i think it really is that like cross was such a time and just like running in general where like 
it's so painful. Like, obviously, like, someone's, like, people, like, come up to me that aren't runners and they're like, how do you like running? And I'm like, well, I, I, I don't. Like, what do I say to that? Right. Like, obviously, I don't. Like, no one likes doing that. But, like, it's, like, the reward thing. Like, you you put in all this time and effort. I, I even compare this to the school year. Like, sure, yeah. You think back to, like, us in September, how different we were, like, and, like, how much, like, we had no idea how much grinding was in store for this year. And oh, now we get yeah. to the end and, like, you just, you, you, I mean, you got to, like, look back and just smile at, like, how much you've grown and, like, how, how challenging these past couple semesters are, but how, like, worth it it totally was, you know? Oh, like, my God, And that's yeah. how running is for me, like, just seeing yourself improve, like, even the, over the course of, like, a week or two, like, is just... I don't know it's it's cool and like seeing that canoe float you know like that's like i mean you, you yeah. spent like six months just designing this just to get that one result and oh it finally God, yeah. worked out even though like you thought in those couple hours and maybe it wasn't you know and it's just like it's just the cherry on top it's just oh i think awesome that's like the best way to describe type two fun is like the cherry on top like i'm even like i think such a good example was like like fall 2020 like that semester like COVID semester that sucked that was awful. I spent like so much time just like locked in my house wanting to like, just like not do school. I didn't want to do anything. I was like, I should have dropped out this semester, but I couldn't because of COVID and I should have just worked. Like I, I had that thought so many times and I can you kind of like trap me into like staying in school. But then I'm, I'm thinking about like all of like the game days we came here and we sat in this basement yeah. and like watched the game and just got like drunk and like hung out with each other. And like, such I'm, an like, interesting area. I'm like, yeah. wow. Like, and, or when Jess and I like bought stuff to like make like a fake Christmas tree to put in our house. Like, it's so interesting to think of those memories being like, God, that was so much fun. And I think you just, you automatically just associate it with like everything else that was happening in that time. But like, that wasn't super fun. No, like, like, that was, like, a, that was a I really know, rough for me. semester. Like, back, back then, I did not, like, I mean, it was, like, that's all we had, you know? Right. You could only see a couple people just because, like, the restrictions, so it was, like... Oh, exactly. We made the most of it, which I think was really cool, and, like, there were some times that, like, and experiences that would have never have happened if COVID didn't happen like that. Like, we would have never just, like, sat around in the basement. Like, oh, agreed. While, like, the Badgers are playing down the street, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, that was the one year where that, like happened and it's just it's weird to think about yeah it, it's weird to think about and i think like being cooped up for that it's like so long you, you kind of gotta you have to spend so much time with yourself like i think there's something to be said for like technically you're always spending time with yourself but like when you're distracted with like school and work and whatever else you have going on outside of just like being like existing in like your room like you're not i feel like you're not spending time with yourself like i had to I, it was, I think this is such an interesting thing to say and like, it just sounds kind of like almost like a little convoluted, but just like having to like get to know yourself because you didn't have another choice. I was like, I had, I felt like I had to confront a lot of things about myself that I wasn't like super happy with or like things I didn't like about yeah. myself, but I didn't have a choice. Cause I was like, I was the totally person kind of brought that to the play. Right. You know? I was, yeah. I was the person I was I spending the most time that. with. You know what I mean? It was like when it came down to it, like I wasn't spending time with like Jess and Madison during the day. I was, I was sitting in my room doing schoolwork and like, yeah, sure. I was looking at a screen and there was someone talking to me through it, but like, it didn't feel like a person. I felt like yeah. I was talking to a screen. Yeah. It's, there's a still it a was, disconnect there. You know? I, I felt to a certain extent, like, like I said, it sounds almost like a little convoluted, but you know, just being like the entity that you're spending the most time with is yourself like in person. Like it was, it was so interesting having to confront like so much about like, myself and the people I was spending the most time with because I think everyone kind of like stripped down to like 
just like this, this sucks. This is so terrible, like version of themselves. And to a certain extent, it was kind of like a, it was like getting to know everyone without like the fluff of just like being distracted. Yeah. Which, like I said, it's, it's so interesting to think about that. Um, in that sense, like everyone just was like coming to terms with themselves to a certain point. And like, I, and, and, like I 100% agree with you. You know what I mean? Like I was spending, I was spending time with like the version of you that was like coming to terms with yourself and you were spending the time of spending time with like the version of me that was coming to terms with myself. And like, I, I could not have like thought that I would like be the person I was today, like freshman year. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. COVID, COVID sucked, but it gave me a really good time to be introspective and like grow. Yeah. So I, I thank it for that much. And like, it's like type two fun. I'm like, wow, that was, that was really great for that. But like overall it sucked. And like having to actually like look in and like see parts of yourself you didn't like also wasn't fun. So that's like my kind of internal take on this situation. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I think like we talked about like work, work alcoholic and I think that's another negative of of just like go 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 because like you get in this college mindset where it's like like i said like you finish an assignment and you're like what else can i do and like you i don't know i don't know if it's like this for you but for me it's like a lot of times besides like monday because i really like to front load my stuff on monday mm-hmm. i just feel like i don't feel sad like a lot of the times i just don't feel satisfied after like I, you know i put my head on the pillow to go to bed it's like well there was that one more thing that i could have oh, yeah. done you know it's yeah, just like absolutely and it, that's just that like workaholic mindset and you're like okay i'll do it like first thing the next morning and then like you know that i mean that's just that's just kind of how it is and you don't you, at least for me i get locked in this thing where like what's next what's next you know like i check in on my friends but like i forget to like check up on myself sometimes yeah, you know it's absolutely like, and that 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 time kind of supplied that where it was like like you said, and everyone knows this, like a lot of people, like suicide rates during COVID went way up, like everyone started getting negative. And I don't know if it's just me being like a very stubborn person, because I, I am open to ideas, but some things I am very stubborn on. And like, Yeah, I feel that. Um, yeah, it was just like this thing where I was like, oh, everyone's going to be negative. Like I, I, I took it as like a chance for me to just like try to be positive like the total opposite and that like that was really cool because i'm like i'm like on this other side of the covid era and i feel like a much positive person than i was freshman year before all that happened which is very like ironic yeah it's like something that i never thought i'd say but it's like so true because like you said it gave me that time to like self-reflect and like i started like journaling a lot more and just like thinking about like maybe some flaws that I have and just like how to improve upon them. And it like, I don't know. It was like really, really cool to see all that change in like that span of a year, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's very interesting. Cause like, yeah, I think it's almost, I feel like the best way to put it is like, it's almost paralyzing in the sense that like going from this, like I'm doing X amount of hours of work per week to like, I'm doing nothing. Yeah. Like I almost just like, I feel like someone literally just like, put out a hand and like stop me yeah and basically like you just kind of have to like everything that was like trailing behind you just like catches up with you and then and then you have to do that and i think it was like good on you for being able to be able to come at that with a positive outlook like i definitely couldn't i definitely couldn't do that and i it's something that i've worked towards now and i'm like you know what like trying to trying to be better about like having more of like a multi i don't know if dimensional is the right word but having a multi face to look at something is being like okay like how can i be more objective about this situation like 
I think that also you can walk a fine line there with like, how can you be objective, but how can you also like put your emotions into something too? Because I think that's, that oftentimes gets like overlooked and kind of like a bit of a, a tangent here, but it's like, while like your emotions, sure they aren't like objectively part of the truth of what happened. It's true to like how you're feeling about the situation. And I think it was, it was a good opportunity because like you, you you know, you said you tried to be really positive and like, I really struggled with that. Like I was not really great about being positive, but I was like, how can I like objectively look at this situation, bring my emotions to it, into it and accept it as like my truth for the situation, but like look at it like externally, like how can, how can I look at this in a different light to see it as more of like more positively? Like how, if I, if I personally was more positive, like how can I look at this? You know what I mean? Um, where it's not completely like, tossing your emotions aside too because i think that's that was such a huge part of it for me was i was trying to i was letting my emotions like take control too much yeah and i think a lot of people had like a similar experience yeah i uh it's funny you bring this up because i had this like like I, if you like checked out my like for you page on youtube it's like a lot of like podcasts and just like like this stuff just like self-reflection and trying to mm-hmm. like improve upon my mindset and just like just even like educated like i love like ted ed just like random science stuff that i was like oh that's how that works but like one of the videos that came up was like why like feelings were the worst thing ever like that came from like humans because like i don't like a lot of other animals i guess like don't have feelings or something i don't know how they even figure that out but like yeah and i was like okay this is definitely just clickbait so i like clicked on it and it was like (laughs) low-key facts I, i don't know like who the guy was but it was it was basically like like feelings are the worst like this was his perspective and i was like i feel like you could still argue this but he's like feelings are the worst because they like they bias your opinion towards like an outcome sure so like like from a worldly perspective you don't have feelings like any outcome is neutral mm-hmm. but like your feelings bias it towards it being like a negative thing or a positive thing like right me me like like spilling my water like all over the place like or compared to, like, me, like, making a breakthrough in research. Like, one, like, just from a human perspective, like, one is obviously very negative and the other is very, very positive. Yeah. But, like, if for someone that doesn't have feelings, like, that's neutral. Like, any anything is neutral. It's it, And th- this was, like, a realization during COVID that I was, like, felt, made me so, like, empowered to just, like, take control of my life. It was, like like you influence all that mm-hmm. like you have full control like if your water spills like you can still make that a positive like yeah it sucks but like maybe you just laugh it off you're like i'm so yeah. stupid like that's so funny like yeah i don't know what i was thinking like you know any any anything you can look at or you can even just look at it how it is so maybe it is just neutral like i just i just find like of having in my opinion like having a fine balance between realism and optimism like somewhere in between that is like for me, my perfect mindset. Sure. Cause like, especially when you're making decisions like on a career basis, like being overly optimistic can honestly hurt you. Like, oh, I'd agree. Just yeah. like you're so confident that you're gonna get this job that like maybe you even like set up all these plans. Like you plan on moving to this city and then like you don't get it. Like you were just overly optimistic. You just wasted all this money. Like that that could hurt you. But like finding a fine balance and being like no i believe this can happen but knowing in the back of your mind that like your realist perspective is like hey there is a chance that like this might not happen yeah absolutely i feel like that's i i just don't i I just don't know a benefit of being a pessimist i i just 
there is no negative there is no positives to me of doing that like, sure I, I just don't see the benefit you know and it's like these past couple of years I've just been focusing on trying to like skew away from that and skew more towards like the, the optimistic side I guess yeah you know? I think it was so interesting I don't know if I'm like the, just like the way you like phrase that a little bit was like interesting to me in the sense that like it's almost like finding uh finding a balance between like being a realist but like not even being optimistic but being like confident yeah i think we, yeah, i think it's like sure. it's a I really good way to describe that. that just like how i've grown up i've lacked like confidence you know? yeah just, absolutely yeah I, I don't know it's just like a society thing that confidence is just like a really rare trait to find you know right and i think that but like when when it when you see it you're like that person's kind of, like you you know immediately right you walk into the room and you're like there you can test tell by their body language that they're like they know what like they know themselves they know how they're presenting you know they just look confident you know oh my god yeah 100 percent. and like i feel like that's so like in i don't know if we want to tie it back to work like it's so make or break in like the workplace but then also like being able to like be that optimist if you're like confident in yourself that you can like make it through something it makes it a lot easier to like you know be optimistic about the situation and i think I, at, at its core it's like it's so important to like I don't know I've seen it like manifest itself in like so many ways in like my life and like Canoe for example Canoe has made me like such a confident person as like a leader and like in myself because like I've made so many friends from that like it's given me like almost like the validation that like I'm someone like people want to be around like and it's it's so interesting that like confidence like there, there are definitely, like, don't get me wrong, I have my off days where I'm like, I don't really feel that confident today. But, like, on the days where I feel confident, it's so much easier to have, like, that optimistic, like, outlook. Oh, yeah. You know what sure. I mean? Yeah. Um, and I think that's so, like, intrinsic to, to being able to, you know, be able to be, like, optimistic is being able to be confident. Yeah. I mean, and I've been thinking about this a lot. I'm like, let's say, like, a fairly, rel- like, a relatively deep thinker. I'll never forget the time when I had a nod on and he's like, I see you as, like, a pretty, like, a deep guy right and i'm like I-, I guess so like i've never really thought of right. like that but i was like i guess like so i've been thinking about that a lot and like i'll never forget my uncle i was like eight or nine years old and he's like you want to know like what the key to life is i'm like oh well yeah like obviously he's like just like being confident and i'm like okay okay so i think like i'm pretty confident you know it's just like just going through high school all this and it's like finally like i don't know if it was covid or before that but i like finally like sit down and just had some like introspective and i'm like i'm really not all that confident and it's like i sit down and i'm like well how do you like get that like and he's like you just be confident it's like well no you just like you just can't be kind like you just can't like wake up one day and be like i'm gonna be confident like you need a mode to get to that level so it's like these past couple years i've just been like trying to figure that out and like you said, like, at least for me, the number one thing is just, like, like having an optimistic mindset, like, leads to the byproduct of being confident. Sure, yeah. Like, and in my eyes, that's at least, like, that and in, in accordance of, like, not just, not putting on, like, some, some, like, some, like, uh, I forget what it's, what it's called, but just, like, a front, like, putting on, like, just yeah, being yeah. yourself, like, not trying to, like, fit in at all, like, just like being positive and just like totally just being yourself like leads to a byproduct of you just being like loads more confident i've just kind of like realized that throughout college and it's like it's been like super cool for me yeah it's like it just like makes like you said like decision making anything career related and like even any like life decision is so much easier because you're like i'm just gonna go with my gut because i know it's right 
you know, I'm myself, I'm optimistic, I'm going to take this risk and just see what happens, you know, that's just, that's cool. Yeah, absolutely. I would, I would definitely agree with that. Like, it's so important to be able to like, if you're, if you're confident in your decisions and your decision making, I feel like it's a lot more easy to be optimistic because you're like, well, if I think it can work out, okay, I might as well make this decision kind of thing. And I also like, at least COVID wise, like, I think it was interesting because my confidence almost like took like a horseshoe because like I was I was feeling pretty confident going into COVID. I like got to college. I made all these friends and like right. you guys seemed like and it not even seemed you guys just are like so like such genuine people and like meeting people like like you and like everyone who lives in this house and like Morgan and Anant and like it's so it was so like gratifying to know that I'm like, wow, I get to I like attract all these like genuine people and like I, I have to attribute some of my confidence to you guys because you guys have like totally contributed to that. But also it was like, it was so interesting because like COVID, like I definitely got a lot less confident as I went to COVID and I was like, wow, I'm spending yeah. a lot of time on social media too. Yeah. Because I think it's being able to, the biggest thing for me, and it seems like you've kind of like gotten a little piece of that too, is like divorcing yourself from what influencers and other people who are like high, like have like high power in society in the sense that they can like influence the public thought. Like, being able to divorce yourself from that and being able to determine like what would make me confident. And like that almost ties a little bit into the work, like the work thing. And that's why I think I got so like deep into that. Like I was like knee deep and just like working all the time. And that was a, this year was a bit of a trail off from last year. It was just like working made me confident. Cause I knew I could put out a product that would be right. pretty successful. Yeah. Um, and it, it's such an interesting thing is being like, I think that was like something that really helped me be like more confident, be more optimistic was like, moving away from what like other people are saying should make you confident and like finding out like okay what actually like intrinsically makes me feel confident because i feel like that's different for everyone like i don't know if you if you like kind of feel that or not because like i'm sure like what what makes you feel confident what makes me feel confident are two completely different things but they're gonna have like a similar outcome so like that being able to to feel like personally confident um divorced from like what other people are telling you should make you confident is like so huge and like that's what COVID is like, you know, I spend a lot of time on social media. And then like, you know, I turned like my Snapchat notifications off. I found myself spending a lot less time on Snapchat. Like even like looking at those like stupid, like daily mail things. Like daily mail is like so cruel to people. They're like, like celebrity sports, their new like beach body, like out in public. I'm like, whoa, that's like borderline uncalled for. Yeah. Because like there's, like, I, you know what I mean? But like seeing that every day, you're like, oh man, like that's crazy. Like then you start to think that like about yourself, like even right. just like like physically, like not even like like emotionally and like socially. Like I've I felt that like personally, I've grown so much in my confidence because I've gotten so much more like emotional and like like social like reward from like what I've been like working at. You know what I mean? Like it's not even people being like, oh, you're like an attractive person. It's people being like, you're a fun person to be around. I like being around you. I want to spend time around you. Or like, you're someone I feel I can come to and like talk to. Like that, that is so much more valuable to me than like looking good. You know what I mean? Yeah, right, 100%. So I think, and that's been like so much easier to be like optimistic about things. And I'm like, oh, you know what? Like I personally, like I feel like I respond really well to like people. Like I respond really well to like positive reinforcement from other people. And like being in like canoe and being in a position of leadership and having all of these people who I'm technically like in charge of like positively reacting to me is like so validating yeah. and so just like confidence boosting for me. And that's what I mean. Like canoe has like boosted my confidence in like every facet, like as an engineer, as a person, like as a leader, like it's just been so beneficial. And like that's something that I found made me really confident. And I wouldn't have like had that had I like not like spent all this introspective time with myself and then was like, okay, like fundamentally what is making me feel not confident? You know what I mean? Right. 
Yeah, I think I think like yeah, kind of touching on what we said earlier this episode. Like it's all it's all a byproduct of your environment. Mm. Like so, like, I don't know. Another discovery I made is that yeah, like the news and social media are like were big like no nos for me. Like those just so much negativity and like terrible forces associated like jealousy just envy like just all these gross things that like i don't i don't want in my life and i just kind of like just flick them away like one by one like the news i don't like i i i hopefully i don't know like i i've yet to find a news source that is just totally like unbiased and just tells me like the facts like that that is to me like i'm like i'm going into research like just give me the facts like i don't want no like dramatize this like news thing like just just tell me how it is so like i was like see news like i just kicked that out of my life because i could just feel the negativity just coming off it and Mm -hmm. social media too like i have like an instagram for for flying intuition mainly just to like let people know what's out there yeah but like i'm not like i don't really scroll scroll through my feed much and like sometimes like people like dm me like stuff like especially like Alex or Keegan will DM me like jokes and like maybe I won't get back to them for like a week because like I'll like it's like just subconscious now that if it's like in my phone like I will like find myself clicking on it when I get bored and it's just like it just becomes a subconscious thing for social media for me that it's like you just see other people's lives so much that you like at least for me I'm subconsciously like comparing myself to them which is like just a terrible thing to do and I was like I I just I just don't need that in my life and it's like it's cool to see updates but if it's like if I if I like like a person enough like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna hit them up and be like hey like I haven't seen you in a while let's like a hang out or like b like what are you up to you know yeah and it's like I don't I don't need social media so it's just like bye Instagram even Snapchat like I deleted Snapchat for like eight months like bye like and I was just like at peace with like you know, I just found myself, like, connecting to the world and, like, nature at, like, a whole other level, and it was just, like, just, like, really cool, and it was yeah. just, like, it, I just felt, like, so control, I, I felt like I had so much control over my life, and, like, that really hasn't gone away, you know, and it's, it's super cool to see that, and it, it's, like, a lot of the times, just like you said, it's, like, who you put, who you put yourself around, because, like, you know, if, like, there's negative people in your life, I don't know you maybe you guys have been friends for a while and you just have like mm-hmm. realized how negative that person is like maybe you just maybe you start to like see them a little less and like yeah if that means like you're healthier mentally like they have to respect that you know like that because at the end of the day like your health is like should be the number one priority you know so, yeah I don't know just all a byproduct of your environment you know I yeah think that's a big thing i think this is kind of like tying into that like the byproduct of your environment and like the social media thing i'd like love to get your take on this because i always if someone's like if i'm like meet someone at a party whatever like interested in them not interested in them like however it is and they're like oh can i get your snap that immediately is just kind of like i'm like uh, not really like yeah. i was like i don't like snapchat and I and like it's kind of like almost the same thing with Instagram where Instagram I feel like is a little has like evolved a little bit more than Snapchat has where like Snapchat almost to me like feels like the same platform it was it doesn't really feel like yeah. anything new like I don't use like the daily mail like I don't really post on my I don't post on my Snapchat story like yeah it's not anything new to me as it was like when I first got it when it was just like you can send send each other like little like Snapchats like you're sending each other pictures of yourself basically yeah. um but to a certain extent it's like how how does that reflect 
on, and this is not to, I'd like to make a disclaimer, this is not to shit on anyone that uses Snapchat consistently. This right. is just like a little bit of food for thought. Um, is like, does it, does it say something about me or does it say something about the platform that like, I am as involved in this like social media and I'm as engaged with the social media as I was when I was like 13 years old. Like what kind of like growth is happening between then and there? And like, at least in my, in my eyes, I don't feel that like Snapchat has really like grown as a platform in the same way that like Instagram, while like, I feel like it's grown as a platform has like stayed stagnant since we were like, I don't know, like 16, 17. Um, and like really hasn't expanded like a crazy amount since then. Whereas like Snapchat, I feel like it just kind of like it stayed stagnant. You know what I mean? It's, it's the same thing. It's like, it's quick, it's easy, it's informal. Like what, what role does that have on like our development? Not, I think development's not the right word to use in that sense, but like, what does, what role does that have in our growth? And like, I'm using this app the same way I was when I was right. 13. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I was like, sure. and I tried so long to put like, to try to like, you know, it was always on the tip of my tongue. I'm like, why don't I like really love or have this weird feeling. Associated like have like this weird, it. like gut yeah. feeling with Snapchat. I'm like, it's because I utilize this platform the same way I did when I was 13. And I was like, it almost feels like it for, for and me you personally, you have changed so much right, since you exactly. were 13, but like, the app is still the same, man. Right, and like, whoa, that's nuts. Yeah, and that was just like something I was like, I think, I think it's because like I've been, and you know, I mean, like I said, it, it's it's true for me at least because, I mean, there are definitely people who I'm like, yeah, sure, the way you have used the app and like the way you have like perceived the app and like what it can do for you has like changed, but for me, it hasn't. Like, it, it's still just like an informal way of communication that doesn't have like, I don't know, I feel like I can't have a deep conversation with someone on Snapchat. Like, it doesn't have like. A crazy amount of substance for me personally yeah um and i'm like you know what like maybe it's time for me to grow and move away from that platform because i'm looking to form more like deeper and meaningful connections with the people in my life because i'm getting to the age where you know what like this is college but yeah like at the end college is gonna end and like i want to be able to have like these deep meaningful connections with people so i can like hopefully like stay connected with you guys like once we're out of this setting where we're consistently seeing each other you know what i mean yeah and i think that's just like that's something I've been like thinking about and like grappling with for the past couple of months is like, how do I perceive social media in the sense that like, what is it doing for me? How has it grown with me or has it grown with me at all? Like, am I still using it in the same way I did when I first downloaded it when I was like 13, 14? And is that an issue? Exactly. Right. And no, and exactly. Is it, is it like, is this like not stunting, but is this heart like preventing me from being able to like move forward and progress in like my communication style to be able to like, form more meaningful connections because i'm so used to like informal communication yeah and you said that like snapchat hasn't changed hasn't changed amounts since you since you've used it but like instagram has and i like for me like at least for instagram i think a big way that that's changed for me is like obviously there's been updates and all that but like more of like how you use the app personally is like at least in middle school it was always like and even like high school it was just like you post updates, you go on vacation, you, you show, you know, you show some cool pictures of vacation, like show something like a milestone in your life. But Mm -hmm. like now for me, it's like more, I've kind of like made this thing where I'm, I'm, I am for my main, at least I'm, I'm pretty much just done posting. I just don't see a lot of value in it. And I, I've more shifted towards like showing off like my creations like, sure. like this or like it kind of all started with like a great day to run honestly even i love like, that account you, you yeah know, it's like, excellent just, yeah like, just like we're just like this is like my thing and like i'm just gonna like i'm just like trying to like just spread you know like the love mm-hmm. for running like just amongst whoever wants to like whoever cares to like listen and then like 
even before that, I had like an account called the Justin Showers fan page. Justin mm-hmm. was like one of, and still is like one of my best friends. And like it was literally, it was it wasn't created by me. It was created by like two of my other buddies, and it, I like. I just, like, kind of, like, just took it on, and, like, basically, I'd, my goal was just to, like, post once a week, I'd hang out with Justin, and we just post, like, some goony picture of him, and, like, post some crazy caption, and just, like, basically just hype him up, and, like, people would, like, be down to follow it, and just keep up to date, so, like, just showing off that creation, and it's more about just, like, advertising your creations now, you know, I see yeah. a lot of people posting on Instagram, like, new things that they're doing, it's, like, that's sweet, like, instead of just, like, of course, there's still, like, you know, vacation pics and all that, but like it has definitely evolved from when we were younger, where it was just like you're just posting like big events that happened in your life. Whereas now, for me, I'm using it to like, you know, like re- just reach more people. Yeah. Whereas Snapchat, oh my God, it's like, yeah. I don't know. Snapchat has, like you said, I, it's been the same. Like, I think it's really cool that like it brings a whole other aspect when you can like, like bring a picture into it. Like, that's something that like I feel like like our parents generation like finds it amazing because yeah. like, a picture was like something that was very valuable to them like like you got this one picture and it's probably a physical copy whereas like now pictures are seen as so much different like you know we post it every day on be real or like it's yeah. just this like intangible thing and it's like but it's like it's cool to like you know like you meet someone new and you're like yeah like let's see what they're up to and like you, you send snaps back and forth and you can kind of like see what their environment around them is like sure kind of adds another level to like the virtual conversation i guess but yeah i found like when i deleted snapchat it was like i i got a bunch of numbers of the people that like i actually like, wanted to talk to mm-hmm. and like i just put on my story i was like hey i'm deleting snap like if you want my number otherwise like i'll see you in like eight months you know yeah and, you know, and that's how it was and like people would hit me up just on text and it was like I really didn't see a big difference and it seemed like just more like adultish and it seemed like you said it seemed like right like you know I just it didn't snap just I don't know I don't know if it's because it's dropped when we were like kids but it just yeah. seems like childish and like you said like when someone asked for my snap no it's like I gotta like kind of laugh a little I'm like all right like I'll take the snap but in like two years like I don't know if I'm gonna have such no exactly like, it's, like, it's kind of getting to that point right and like I think it's so interesting too because I'm like thinking like all right moving forwards like seeing like adults and like people like my like you know, just for context like I'm the youngest of the, I'm one of the youngest of the cousins there's only two that are younger than me and there are like six or seven that are older than me they all have like snapchat but they're all in their like I don't know, mid to late twenties, it's a novelty for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's novel and it's funny and it's goofy and it has filters and they can like send pictures back and forth to each other. And it, it has a different meaning than like the primary mode of communication that I feel like it's taken on for a lot of people our age. And then like, so you know what I mean? Like, that's just like, I'm like, people are like, Oh, can I get your snap? And I'm like, you can have my number. Yeah, like yeah. I was like, if you're, no, if you're no. that pressed, just like text me. I'm like, yeah. personally, I don't see texting as that like that incredibly like formal or anything. Like I feel like the most formal, like form of communication I use is like email. Like, you know what I mean? I'm not going around emailing you yeah. guys. Like I'll text you. I'll call you or whatever. Um, and I don't know if that's like more scary at a party to be like, Oh, like he got my number instead of my snap. Like, I don't, I don't yeah, know if that's like, like why people don't ask. Like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, why? right. And I think it, I don't I don't like asking in general, but if I do ask, I'm just like, yeah, can I just get like I don't need your Snapchat. Like, let me just no, like, exactly. I'll just take your like, number. Like, you know, it's like I think that I think that that ties more into like my like a personal thing I have with that, where it's like 
at, at a certain point, like if our conversation is going to be like informal enough that we're exclusively talking over Snapchat, like I don't want to be like, I don't necessarily want it. Cause like, there's definitely that, like I'm getting to know you phase where like conversation is informal, but I'm like, I can do that over text as easy yeah. as I can do that over Snapchat. You know what I mean? Um, and then like, if you want to go as far to say like, Snap is like, yeah, sometimes it's good to like keep in tabs with people. Like I'm like friends with from home because like, I feel like this is an interesting thing with like going to boarding schools. Like my life is segmented into like three parts. It's like, I have my friends from home. I have my friends from high school and I have my friends from college. Like, and those are all completely different people used like, like acclimated to completely different things, living completely different lives. And that's where like, uh, a platform like Instagram is like, I don't want to say informal isn't a good word. I think distant is a better word that like what I'm more trying to get at is Instagram is distant enough where it's like I'm posting to like however many followers I've accumulated over the past like X amount of years since I've had Instagram. I'm posting to them and I'm like, and you you even like you said earlier, you're like, it's whoever wants to listen. I'm like, right. whoever like really cares or is like, whoever is like, maybe like, sure, we don't talk. Like the girl that I was like co-captains with for volleyball in high school, like her and I, I don't speak to her, but I like love seeing her Instagram posts. Like I love that's, seeing, that's a cool I love seeing what she's yeah. up to. But like, I'm like, I don't feel the need to like, have a close level of communication with her like it's it's more of like a distant communication where it's like i like to know what she's up to and like i'm like it's really like obviously like you don't see everything on social media but like i'm like it's it's nice to know i'm like you know what like obviously she's posting with people like i'm like i'm like i hope she has like friends like and i think i don't don't mean for this to come off like i'm believing everything i'm seeing on social media because that's not that's not really what i'm getting at but it's more of like it's almost like the phrase like make instagram casual again and like I feel like I've been I've posted probably more in the past like three months than I have in the past two years. And that's what it seems like it's going to. And it's like, like photo dump, like just random photos. No, and exactly. Like, yeah, and it just seems more casual than like this like structured, like trying to get as many likes as possible. Right. Like just like I don't know. It's a weird and, thing. Yeah. Right. And when I'm making a post, I'm like, I'm not making a post for like it I'm making a post for two people. Or two two types of people. I'm making a post for people who like want to want to keep up with what I'm doing from afar. They don't really feel the need to reach out to me, but they're like, oh, cool. Like Sarah's Sarah's doing this. Sarah's yeah, yeah. Sarah's like doing well at school. Sarah like has friends. And I'm making a post for me too because how I've been viewing my Instagram recently is like, I'm like, man, I can just post. I can post whatever I want. And like realistically, there's not really that many repercussions to like what I'm posting as long as it's not like obscenely offensive or yeah. like harmful to me like getting a job in the future um but i can like post pictures of, of like like our friends and i can post pictures that i like of the trees that i like and realistically i can i can go and i can look back at that and being like at that point in time what was i deeming important to post yeah how how does that reflect on who i was, was as a like person a at that time of, yeah no exactly and i think that and you know it it resonates with me a little bit more than looking through my camera roll per se because you know looking through my camera roll is just like everything that was going on where i'm like okay whatever i posted on instagram at least in my eyes i'm like you know what i'm posting it i at least in like the for me aspect of things like what did i deem important enough to want to share with people who like don't talk to me right you know what i mean so that that's kind of like where i'm at with like instagram as a platform where i don't find it as like like informal and like i don't i don't think childish is the right word because like i think I think when people are like, I'm like, oh yeah, Snapchat is childish. A lot of people get upset about that. You know, people, people still use Snapchat really consistently, especially like in our age demographic. Um, But you know, I, it's like what for me, like it works better for me than Snapchat does. And that doesn't mean that it's true for you. Like Snapchat could work better for you than Instagram does, but 
that's just kind of like my view on like how social media how i interact with social media right now for sure um, and how i've grown from that yeah i thought i guess that was another reason that like i guess i i did like instagram because it did provide like you said that somewhat of a record and i mm-hmm. guess that is another like mode on top of like me trying to like just reach out to people that like care you know and like want to know what's going on in my life and if not like it's fine like, i don't care but it's like for those that do want to just watch from afar like that's cool and I, I got on a great day to run and i was like this is sweet but like there was just some disconnect almost like when you're when you were on a zoom call over covid like you couldn't put your finger on it but there was like some sort of disconnect like you had these records but like you you didn't really know like what was going on in your mind like you have that caption but like something was still missing and like you know i started like just getting into podcasts this year like just listening and i'm like what if i just started my own podcast yeah and like i just sat down and thought about it and I, it was just like like that thing that i just couldn't place my finger on what instagram was missing like I don't know what, but this, like, fulfilled it. Like, Sure. Because we can look back in 10 years and be like, what was Sarah thinking? What was going on in her mind? Like, no, all these, like, takes, right. you know? And now you, maybe you'll look back 15 years from now and you'll be like, I was either, like, really dumb or I was like, yeah, that's like, valid. I yeah. kind of forgot about that I used to, like, be like that. Like, let, right. me, let me reincorporate that back into my life. Like, I think that'll be, like, a really valuable piece. Whereas, like, Instagram, like, yeah, like, 10 years from now we can look back on our posts, but, like, how much value is that really going to have on our future selves? Oh, like, yeah, you know, for sure. Compared to, like, something like this where you can really, like, self-reflect on who you used to be and, like, compare it to who you who you are now, you know? Yeah. It's, like, really powerful. I know even even before this episode started, you were, like, listening to Charles' episode from, like, even literally February. Like, yeah. three or four months ago, and you are like, yeah, he's, like, kind of changed a little bit I since know. then. And yeah. it's, like, yeah, it's so, facts, man. Like, I'm going to – it's going to be exciting, like – re-listening to these like many years or even like even next year and just being like what was i thinking like what was that person thinking you know it's it's cool i think it's so funny too because like going back and listening to old episodes because you know i i i mentioned you know i'm always doing stuff i'm usually like i don't have like the time to just like sit down and be like all right i'm gonna spend the next like hour and a half listening to a podcast i got stuff to do yeah um but i've been like catching up recently and like you know making sure i'm keeping up to date with the flying intuition because i got it because i got (laughs) it but um it's so funny because like even listening to like podcasts from like charles and anant and like even alex too it's so funny because it's like people I was like, yeah, people change a lot, but everyone is like, I'm like, they're so consistent to a yeah, certain yeah. point. It's at like, I'm core, like, yeah. at, at, at their core, you, you wonder kind of, if like some of those ideals will ever change. No, know? exactly. Because, yeah. And I'm sure like looking down like five years from now, I'll listen to this episode and be like, man, I was like some like stupid convoluted, like college student who thought they knew everything kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Um, but future me, I don't think that I think I have a lot long ways to go. You know what I mean? But it's, it's so cool. Like being able to like sit down with you and like have this like video diary or not video but like audio diary basically yeah. like where we were both at like where like i don't know what like even like part of this conversation is like what do we deem interesting enough to talk about right. between the two yeah. of us too yeah. like i think it's so interesting because i'm sure what what you and i will talk about like a couple were, years yeah, down the road yeah, it's gonna there be were totally like an different infinite number of things we could have talked about right but like, these were the topics we like yeah like came up in our minds because ultimately we thought they were of importance to bring up oh know? for sure so, yeah be like yeah why did we bring all that up or you know it'd be cool yeah whatever yeah. whatever is pressing after you take the worst exam ever yeah yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. but 
but yeah i don't i don't know it was, it was good to have you on was, yeah i'm so glad i got to come on i was so excited yeah i guess were there any other things you wanted to talk about any shout outs or like i don't know just anything in general you know i big shout out to muhammad my structural analysis t professor Thanks for writing that exam, man. It was really life changing <laughs> for the worst. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. He was cool, but um, I don't know. It's a, it's been good. It's been fun. I was really excited to to be on flying into the flying intuition for sure to get for my sure. intuition flying, if you will. <laughs> I'll never forget when you said at the at the Cherry Pie concert when I was like, me and we were taking you home in the car, and you were like, I was like, let's put on some flying intuition. You're like. In the back seat, you're like shouting as I'm. Me and Alex are like maxing the volume out on the podcast. Like, oh. How about we ground this flying intuition? It's <laughs> like, oh my god! I forgot I said so that. funny. <laughs> I always tell people that now. It's so insane. You know, I love. I and, love I, and, then, puns. and it worked. And I was like, all right, well, we're just gonna turn on some music. I was like, this is obviously <laughs> how about not we the land one. this flying intuition? Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. No, uh, and it's so funny because I'm like, that was <laughs> borderline cruel, but I was like, yeah, that's something I'm Well, yeah, it was late. It was just, it wasn't a podcast setting. It, you know, it wasn't. I was like, let's let's put on, like, The Box by Roddy Ridge yeah, and let's drive home. Yeah. You got to be honest at some point, you know, but yeah, yeah, it was good having you on. I was so was, glad. Yeah. I'm so happy to be here. We'll get the dab up. All there. right. Oh, yeah. Call it quits. Absolutely. Thank you, people. Thank Signing you. off. Yes, sir. Yeah. Bye.